What you do is you wipe it off and you pick it up and you shove it back in the cow. So. All right, that's enough uh, dairy farm talk. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Unpaid Programming Podcast. I'm Lawrence, joined as always by John, Jeff, and Mike. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) This is number four for you, Mike. Is it number four or is it number five? I can't remember. It's Mike's fourth anniversary. Four and a half, maybe. A milestone. The fourth anniversary Mike episode. Yay, Mike. Hooray, me. Well, we do have the uh, bonus show, so maybe it counts as five for him. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, we'll let the listeners okay. not Does it, tell it's us. It's up to them. Does it matter? No. no. Okay. No, none of it matters. So let's move on, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to 2020, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Nose humming is underrated. <laughs> yeah. I was going to see says, how long you were going to do that. Says Dave Coulier. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few things that Dave Coulier and I agree on. <laughs> that about, Alanis Morissette snatch. What about yeah. Popeye impressions, John? Uh, it gets a little long. Blow me down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so our first show of 2020, everybody. Um, we, we have, we've been gone since uh, just before Christmas. The show had taken a holiday break. Yeah, a holiday break, I think. is a, good a recess. Holiday recess. Mm. You know, I could have used a longer break. Yeah? Yeah, let's yeah. pack it up. All right, never mind. Jeff says get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been fooling around here uh, for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes before we started the show mm-hmm. here. That's right. We were, we were on hiatus, retooling. we're gonna change the name again the bosses ain't happy (laughs) that's right we we do a woke podcast now we're not we're not sitting well with the 18 to 30 young ladies in the country it's not a good demographic for us from now on it's all gender issues (laughs) trans men who like other trans men go (laughs) i don't think i'm qualified to comment on that wow um so, any uh, New Year's... Re- <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I want to read more, guys. Well, oh. actually, I just want to... I, mean, I, I stopped drinking. Hmm? Yeah, that, that was my New Year's resolution. Well, uh, you know, I'm off cigarettes, and I'm on to cigars now. <laughs> yeah, no, move on to a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Chewing tobacco. Well, yeah. <laughs> actually, my New Year's resolution was to drink more. Okay. That's mm, true. We, we, none of us, we're all not drinking enough. That is Especially true, yeah. you, Lawrence. We got to make up for you, and it's just you know, it's pulling a lot. It's of quite a burden, here. actually. Mm. You know, because you know those fifteen to thirty uh, screwdrivers a night yeah. are now divvied up among the three of us, and well, you know, we're having trouble. But we're getting plenty well, of vitamin C. That's the important yeah. thing. Yeah, so it's so seasoning. But all that sugar from the orange juice—it's not good. No, it's not. Yeah. Down to like seven brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we're all well, pre-diabetic. Like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe switch to white Russians or something. The um, yeah. All that dairy? Yeah, but the calcium from the, you know... From the, the, the cows, cows young man. From the cows. <laughs> they don't kill the cow to get the milk. They enslave the cow. They massage the cow gently <laughs> on the udder, and the cows love it. <laughs> actually, actually, what they do is... Um, <laughs> Because they kicked the cows right in the milk sack and just <laughs> let everything squirt out. I've milked a cow or two in my day. Have you really? That's basically. Really? Oh, yeah. I used to work uh, three different farms when I was a kid. Now, here's I, a question. I thought I, they had machines for that. Well, they do, but you still have to take them off and put them on each end of it. And before you milk, you have to clean the udder. So you have to <laughs> you have to stroke each udder to get Ooh. the milk out. 
and then you put the suction cups Sounds on. Sounds sexy. It's uh. <laughs> Just oh, pretend yeah. you're putting on nipple clamps. <laughs> it's so more I, or less the same I, process. Yeah, but it, it, I figured since you grew up in uh, very rural, I, I, I pictured you with like a stool on a bucket. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we, we would do that too if it got a mass titus. Which you know, is, I, going... I think the greatest thing is learning that the same kind of crazy shit that can happen to cow nipples can happen to people nipples. What? Oh, yeah. So like mastitis is a disease that cows would get if they weren't milk frequently enough or there was bacteria on the on the teat. And then and turns it, out your wife has. Yeah, and it turns out my wife has. It, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 my wife doesn't have because she's not child rearing as of yet. But uh, yeah, women. Your can mom get had it. Too, yeah. No. Okay. It's really your grandma no, had it. Just women can have it. My grandma might have. They grew I up come from a long uh, line of mastitis people. <laughs> mastitis is, is mastitis. Runs in the family. Or a, or a prolapsed uterus is another one that can happen to women too, which makes me horrified of having children. What the? What the? What is that? Well, oh, with God. a cow. I saw it's, it with a cow. Does it a few just times. fall out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like the hoof. The hoof of the calf gets caught on the uterus and gets pulled out. <laughs> And so you let her, there's no, I mean, literally what you do is you wipe it off and you pick it up and you shove it back in the cow. So. All right, that's enough uh, dairy farm talk. <laughs> wow. That, include, that concludes the agricultural segment that's of the show. <laughs> yeah. Anybody out there that may uh, maybe second guess in college. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, if you want to shove cow uteruses back inside. There's <sighs> worse ways to make a living. Wow. I always thought becoming a vet. <laughs> no, that's not a vet job. That's a that's a farmer job. That's a job. Farmer. farmer. That's a yeah. yeah. Or the midwife. Gotta just shove that back in there, boy. Mm -hmm. Just wop off the pig shit and just shove it in. Right, and then they don't wash their hands and then go and pick the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could have a conversation about eggs too, but I don't think he has one. No, one. I eat eggs. Come on. <laughs> Does it prolapse the chicken uterus when it comes out? <laughs> Ugh. Now just the asshole turns out. He's straining a whole lot. <laughs> and so all are... that straining to get the egg out, the <laughs> rectum just falls out. <laughs> you ever hear a chicken crow? I mean, what do you think they make that noise for? <laughs> now my parents still raise chickens, so we uh yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna think about it. You don't the wanna disparage them. Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't bring And them as them. a result, Mikey has sworn off farm fresh eggs forever. <laughs> <laughs> the anti vegan. Yeah, exactly. Commercial production. <laughs> I don't want to know where the fuck it comes from. I've I seen some as, things, man. I want it to be as processed as possible. God damn it. <laughs> Egg beaters for me. <laughs> the, uh... well, that's so, not the direction I thought we were going to take the show today. <laughs> that's okay. So, so that's what I meant by retooling. We just talk about farming yeah, now. Yeah. So um, um, how are you guys rotating your, your crops for 2020? Uh, you, you I have coming from corn season? to soy. Well, I went more specifically, you know, are you going to be leaving some acre? fields uh, fallow uh, for the, through the next season? <laughs> Personally, I'm into sorghum now. Like, I'm growing quinoa. Quinoa. <laughs> well, he did say we were woke on this show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Lentils. <laughs> Lentils. High source of protein. It's pretty much just as good as iron and beef. <laughs> growing tofu. Oh, man. So, uh, over the holiday break... What did you guys get up to? Mike, I heard you went to see uh, a concert. Oh, Jesus, yes. Uh, so my, my wife uh, was I wanted really to point out, about I this. want to interrupt you really, but I want to point out, I am really, you didn't tell us anything other than just your basic idea, but I am really looking forward to this because I have heard so many people 
say how good this production is. Ah, production? Oh, well, I guess you can call it that, right? Oh, no it is. And oh. I think that's why I was disappointed. So I need to uh I need I need to give a little bit of background story that I I really had no idea what Trans-Siberian Orchestra was all about. So you saw the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? We did, yeah. In concert. In concert at was PPG it? Paints okay. Arena. So I was going to ask that, that, that is that is an arena show. It's an arena show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So People go and they say, "Oh, it was so good." Like the trans And they don't even talk about the musicianship. They just talk about the lights and fire and shit. It the was fantastic. The Trans-Siberian Orchestra, you know, I wonder if, like, when they were starting out, did they have to play in, like, the little shitty, you know... like <laughs> Mr. Com- Smalls? Like, yeah, <laughs> places like, like playing bars, and then they end up setting bars on fire. Like the station in uh, Connecticut? Ooh, I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah. That's a Pyro- lot of people to shovel out. Pyrotechnics gone wrong. Also, fire codes ignored. And that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and and ignored fire codes ignored. Exactly. So my, 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 t- my impression as we started the show, because I, I went into it not knowing anything except, you know, Carol the Bells, which, it, it was <laughs> cool. Yeah, you hear that it on the radio. And it's yeah, everybody, everybody knows it. And they play it on the radio all the time. Right, which will, is great. I will admit, that one does rock. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's good. And live, it was good. And so I was expecting more of the same. I'm like, all right, there's going to be more Carol the Bells shit, and they're going to, you know, they're going to fancy up the, you but know, here's the thing, Amazing though. Grace or some shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, though. They also do that one that has the children singing in it. And Which anytime, is, I think it's actually kind of good, too. I, that stinks. It's terrible. You know why? <laughs> because I'm pretty much against anything that has children singing in it. Name I'm, one good song that had a children singing in it yeah. that wasn't marketed to children. That's a good point, yeah. Or, no one's listening to Kids Bop without kids. <laughs> or Pregnant Bitches, one of the two. <laughs> well, but, I, I, I listen to Kids Bop because, you know, some of those new songs today, they just have that, that language that I, I don't care for. Yeah, <laughs> all those swears, right. you know. I like I like when they church up the Justin Bieber. No, I'm sure some people are, you know, are listening to Kids Bop and like jerking off. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. So there's your uh, other demographic that's buying the Kids Bop CDs. I don't remember if this was true or not. This was only a rumor, and maybe I don't know. I might be shut down by everybody in the room for not knowing this, but I could have sworn I heard that Kids Bop did a version of Buck Cherry's "Crazy Bitch." Hey, you're a crazy uh... person, and you. Fornicate so good. <laughs> that's that still I'm, too that blue I'm for kids outside the door. <laughs> I don't know. Propagate. I don't know. Or maybe it was just somebody just making a joke. I don't know. But I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you. no, it's 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 fine. But but I you know I know nothing about it, so I went into it expecting more you know hard hitting rock anthems that fucking yeah, Christmas songs, rocking yeah. Christmas songs. The first hour and a half of the show. First of all, it's it's like a three hour fucking show with no intermission. I will only tolerate that from Elton John and nobody else. No, no. I mean, there's really very few scenarios where that's acceptable. So even my wife, whose idea this was, I was so proud of her because before me even, she leaned over and was like, do you? Do you like want a couple beers or do you just want to go? <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, yes and yes. So get me the beers, but I want to give this a little bit more time, just a little more time. How, how long? How much the show was when she asked you this? Twenty-five minutes, maybe. <laughs> oh, no! So we were. You made it no! twenty-five. We were twenty-five we were not minutes. That far did they, into did it. they do the big hit by that point? Oh no, no, because no, that's, that's the that's encore. Like okay. yeah. Yeah. that's like an encore. That was so. the encore. I have a question for you about this. How much money did you spend for those tickets? Well, thankfully, we got a Groupon. Okay. So it was like twenty bucks. It wasn't really that expensive. Oh, okay. Which, if it was more, I don't know if I, I would have wanted to leave earlier or not. Twenty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah, twenty-five <laughs> minutes. I'm paying a dollar a minute to hear this. Yeah. Show. For twenty bucks, I'd rather go to a monster truck show at the uh, arena. <laughs> but the the guy in front, there was a guy in front of me who I think who who must have felt similarly because the vast majority of the people in, in the you know in our vicinity 
were ooing and aahing and the artistry and all this kind of stuff. But there, there was a guy in front of us who looked at his his significant other that was with him, and he said to her, "You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of that South Park episode where it's <laughs> Cirque du Soleil." <laughs> I love this guy, and I lost my shit in the middle. Oh, beautiful! In the middle of this, beautiful. There's a guy doing this soulful monologue. Basically, it's a story of there's like four songs oh in a God. row that were all related to this guy at a bar. It's just you know the 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 stately old black man telling the story kind of thing. And, and so I'm losing my shit. Was it about performed this. by a white guy in blackface? Uh, it's actually Ralph Northam, I think. Yeah. It was, oh, uh, uh, no. Oh, hey, yeah. Topical joke. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> now we're rolling. Uh, no, but it, I mean, it was just, the whole show was very, and you guys, so I, I wanted to bring it up for this reason, because the whole show, show to me just seemed like it was a combination of, the, you know, the appeal is the combination of the fact that it's it's novel, because they're the only people that really do this particular kind of thing. Right. It's a gimmick. Right, yeah. Combined with the fact that they try to shove in, like, two hours of this <laughs> bullshit artistry. You know that that's kind of like faux artistry. Like, oh, it's pretentious, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, it's pretentious as shit. So you guys all being performers. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, in one capacity or another, yeah. In one capacity, I mean, mm. Lawrence it's has a, done stand up. Yeah. Aren't we all performing right now? Actually, yeah, 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 we are. You guys said you weren't recording. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you said this wouldn't get on. Uh, We're just shooting the, the shit. <laughs> We're just shooting the shit here, you know. But what? I mean, what do you guys? What are your your thoughts on these kind of gimmicky kind of? Uh, kind well, of I want to know something. So, does this Trans Siberian Orchestra do they perform like throughout the rest of the year? Because I only know them from their Christmas songs, and I think most people only know them from well, the one Christmas song that they do, the the, the Carol the of the Bells. Yeah. Who else? What I mean, I've never heard any other shit of theirs played on the radio. No, I don't think so. Although the the show started, which I so I don't know if they're trying to expand their market or not, but the show starts with a song. About and the you know the the elaborate light display and getting shot in the fucking eyeballs with lasers because we were in the, you know, section like two eleven or some crazy shit like the yeah. last row in the stadium and but aside from all of those like so their first song was a song about the asteroid wiping out the dinosaurs what? and, and oh initiating life. That, like, that is like, so uh, like that is some Rick Wakeman shit. They're like Rush. <laughs> they're like Rush when they were doing that yeah. twenty one twelve pretentious shit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, completely over the top. But, uh... <laughs> I'm the just a rock. I gotta ask you something. How many pieces was the drummer's drum kit? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I'm not 100 percent sure. It was, it was relatively elaborate, but they had it on a platform that kept going up and down. <laughs> for okay, so at least he was surrounded on all, basically on 180 degrees of of, of yeah, toms. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty <laughs> legit. <laughs> well, and, and I was actually pretty impressed with the musicians. You know, like the the, the, the actual well, well, musicians they're, they're, were talented. They're great musicians. It's just like a really over the top thing. Yeah, to me. Yeah, you know? but, but, it, but it sounds like it's more flair than it is substance. Yeah. And the substance they do, like, like the asteroid that destroyed the dinosaurs on a Christmas program? Yeah, yeah. And like, that's how they lead off. Yeah, that's the so opening act. I mean, and the dinosaurs! <laughs> well, and the asteroid came! <laughs> and the dinosaurs died! And it's not, it's not that crazy. It's not anything new. Uh, Rick Wakeman had an album called Journey to the Center of the Earth. Right, but he didn't really tour with it. He also had uh, King Arthur Every and the year. Knights of the Round Table. They, yeah, they he did that. On, there was an ice show that he did. Yes, the myths, the myths and myths legends is, that's right, myths of and... King Arthur and the Knights of the Noble Round Table yes. ha- on ice had one performance. 
Oh, and, really? Yeah. There was just one? <laughs> it was just, one nobody purple. liked it. Oh. Well, I have, I and have so the, he uh, shut it down. I have the record. So it was the anti-springtime so, for Hitler. It's actually not bad. Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, yeah, but but imagine <laughs> if... you like yes and stuff like that. But imagine wow. if the live show was built around one hit or two hits. They, well, TSO pretty, has two hits. Well, it pretty much is. That's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, do you mean Rick Wakeman? Yeah. <laughs> Rick, I don't think he had any hits as a well, solo he, he didn't artist. have the benefit of hits, so you do, you do one performance and then... Oh shit! Nobody else is interested. <laughs> were people leaving halfway through? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Wishing they were at a hockey game instead. Yeah. <laughs> or the fucking ice capades, you know? Yeah. What happens if they do one of those shows and there's like a puck or something on the ice that gets? <laughs> <laughs> They're all <laughs> kicking it around. And... Now I will say the one thing that I thought was kind of cool, but totally unnecessary. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you because I have another. I have another thought about these, uh, like the ice shows. Did they stop halfway through and run the Zamboni? Around? <laughs> I don't know. I imagine there's an intermission, and yes, I, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> so we, this if, whole elaborate music thing, and they use your. <laughs> they bring the house lights. Do up they have like people the, can uh, pee and get a pretzel, like at the Penguins games, when they have like the remote control blimps going around the, uh, <laughs> yeah. dropping you know prizes. Dropping flyers and shit, yeah. Before we get back to Mike, there's actually speaking of Zambones, there's one little quick story I've been waiting for years to shoehorn into this show. Nah. Here's your chance. Go. Here we uh, go. All right, this was something that was relayed to me that Jeff had said. Okay. By a friend. Now, the Penguins right. games, they have two Zamponis running it. Of course. Okay? Yeah. Jeff had said to a friend one time, and this got back to me about a year after because it was actually funny, I want to be a Zamboni driver for the Penguins. But not the second Zamboni driver because that guy's a fucking loser. I'm going to be the guy that goes out first. He's uh, like the leader of the Zambonis. Yeah. All right. So back to uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra on ice. You know, it wasn't on ice. Oh, they, okay. they didn't have the ice. <laughs> I just didn't want to. Violin players skating around. <laughs> didn't want to disappoint you guys with that one. I thought, I thought we were going. One with of the guitar it, players but, uh... falls on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, joshing you. You're riffing. Now, the, the only, the only actual prop that I found interesting from the entire show, because it, I mean, it's all just so ridiculously over the top. Was it Stonehenge? I know, but it was it, uh, the original Stonehenge. What? Stonehenge. What do you want me to say? I know what it's from. Damn it. Is okay. there a line that I was supposed to come back with? Yeah, you're supposed to go, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Stonehenge. Yeah, I get it. <sighs> Jesus. That Sorry. went over my head. I yeah. it's, it's from Spinal Tap, okay? Ah, okay. In case anyone's wondering, like Mike. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> I appreciate the elaboration. Yeah, the Spinal Tap thing, you know. Yeah. But, but I mean... I apologize to Mike and edit that out. And Please edit continue. Out. <laughs> Not editing anything. Uh, now, they had, a, so they had a gigantic fucking steel ball that came out of the floor... And all it was was a really big Vandergraaff generator. Oh, yeah? And they had it tuned to the music of the... So, like, Carol the Bells is playing, and it's like... But they were ever so slightly off with the timing. I couldn't do anything. That could be distracting. During the one good song of the show. Well, they had they had two. They had a pretty good rendition of... Joy to the world, too. That but all they needed, good. though, for the Van de Graaff generator, because it's just one of those big glass balls that has the uh, the arc you yeah, know, coming the out two, of the middle. Yep. So th th all they could have done is they could have just had somebody touching it for each one. <laughs> <laughs> and then his hair would stand up. <laughs> they could have hired a guy like who, that's musically inclined to you know, just point all around it so the uh, you know, the current comes out. <laughs> you know what's cool about those Van de Graaff generators? Is those things actually make, like, I think it's in the millions of volts. Oh, it's like yeah, it's like lightning. It's like actual yeah, lightning. Yeah. Except that it, the current is so incredibly low that you can. That's why you can touch the thing. And it doesn't hurt. Nah. You know. Yeah, volts don't kill you. It's yeah. the amps that kill it's, you. It's like static electricity. You go and touch a doorknob. You just generated like 
a, a million and something volts of electricity. You never see stack electricity power plants, do you? You know, yeah. that that could be a that's that's that renewable be energy because yeah. it just rub a balloon on somebody's hair <laughs> and it makes some kind of like you know that could heat water. Could, to our people shuffling around in socks on carpet. Yeah, we could, we could, yeah, we could be off fossil fuels forever. Get a bunch of little kids who want to just like you know touch the, each and other. Feet pajamas. Yeah, their feet pajamas. They want to rub their feet and touch the. You know, yeah, stop it. Give them hey, a bunch everyone of, look. Yeah, and Simpson entered a contest for children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, they, they're powering the nation. <laughs> The backbone of America. With their childish <laughs> antics. It's a noble sacrifice for your child. But, but, okay, so at what point did you just like, this stinks, I'm leaving? We we made it to the end of the show just because, well, for one, both of us got up and just, just went and got a beer and walked around the arena for like 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. And which, I mean, this, this you know how sad this was because my wife was so excited about it. And we're sitting there, and at one point in time, she's like, can we go for a walk and you explain to me why the number 21 is retired for the Penguins? Because I've never heard of this guy. And I was like, yes, Jesus, yes, we can. I actually kind of know something about this. So let's go. Poor uh, Michelle Breer. Yeah. And so she was sad after that. So she, so we got another beer. Yeah. But, uh, in but we, did, we, we made it In case anyone's it's wondering. It's one of those situations where, like, uh, uh, I don't smoke, but you, you want to smoke? Yeah. <laughs> I do some crack. I think we should explain to the audience. Michelle Breer was a young man who played for the Penguins back in like the seventies. Uh, yeah, sixties. Like uh, okay, early on, sixty-seven, sixty-eight. He was young and he got in a car wreck and died. Yeah, well, he yeah, was in a coma for like a year. Yeah. Oh, played he played. He played one season for the Penguins. Was their most talented guy by far for, especially for an expansion team. Got him to the playoffs yeah. in their second year of existence, and then got into a car wreck and spent eleven months in a coma and then died. Yeah, quite tragic. Yeah, which is why his numbers retired. Alyssa needed another beer. Which is why I listen to beer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need a beer after that story. Kind of a Holy fuck. Story, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it really, after 25 minutes, we were both kind of done with it to where it became kind of like a joke. And then after yeah. they, the last, like the last. Oh, half Michelle Briere, he died in a car accident. It's so funny. Michelle Briere, Michelle Briere. He died in his car wreck, and now he's good. <laughs> In a That's good. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna go on tour with the Trans Siberian Orchestra now. <laughs> now. You you would you would raise their standard a little bit. Now if it's a Trans Siberian Orchestra. Do they actually tour in Siberia? I want to know. Do they go to the Are other side of Russia? Trans? Are they actually like trans? Are they actually trans? Yeah. In these villages where it gets you know, negative 200 degrees you know what? in the wintertime. <laughs> Our work podcast can go after that. Oh, yeah. That is very offensive that they call themselves the trans Siberian. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bunch of uh, uh, women who used to be men. And men who used to be women. And they're all from Siberia. And they play their synthesizers and guitars. All and, I'm just saying just is it's cultural Christmas appropriation. <laughs> They're neither trans nor Siberian. Nor but if it was Siberian, it's you know, the, where's the representation right. of and everybody they only else? Play, <laughs> and they only play secular Christmas music. We love you, Timmy. So up on the housetop and shit like that. <laughs> well, the Carol of the Bells is secular. That is true. You know, there's nothing hits. about Jesus. In no, the... wait. They, uh, the, the intro to the Carol of the Bells is "God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen." Uh, no, 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 that's no good. Nope. That's oh, no oh, good oh, the, the, oh, for the woke oh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, there's actually several uh, religious-themed Christmas songs that were included in the concerts. So. Boy, what a shocker that is. Yeah, there, there, there was nothing. Yeah, I know, right? This What's Christmas like show out there. Uh, but yeah, but there are some good religious ones, you know? Sure, yeah, there's some good yeah. ones. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, you know? That's a good one. Holy Night. They, they did do a good rendition of Holy Night. It was Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fall on your knees. 
I've been working on that. <laughs> Come on, I, mean, I, I, I want you to keep for karaoke. I want you to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know all the words. Where were you uh, doing? Baby, it's cold outside, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't allowed to sing it. <laughs> Your body, your choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. What percentage Ooh, did, uh, did the Transside Beer and Orchestra do that song? <laughs> did, they, did they do uh, the, the, the Woke Baby? The Woke Baby. The Woke Baby. No, that would have that would have been entertaining. Your yeah. body, your choice. Your body. I won't fuck you because like, you don't consent. <laughs> no, actually, your body, your choice means fuck if you feel like it. You know, that's yeah. true. So uh, the John Legend isn't the woke baby. It's cold outside. That one came out the year before with the baby. I'm <clears> fine <throat> with that. And then this one was like, we're both adults. <laughs> so you know what? Uh, if we want to fuck, we can just fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, how about the kids bop version of baby? <laughs> baby it's cold outside. <laughs> Say what's except, in my sippy cup? Except <laughs> one of the singers is an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Can you call my mom to pick me up? It's got to be Steve Buscemi has to be the adult. Why did adult. your mom leave you here in the first place? <laughs> so my kid I paid her $400. Want to take pictures? It's just between us. I bought, I bought you some toys. Or laundry. Legos are expensive. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Getting getting back to the uh, the content, uh, Mikey. <laughs> the content. That so was, that was the content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not editing that out. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> so getting back to uh, your experience there, I, I think the Transcribing Orchestra have kind of like with their one hit have presented themselves as a group that rocks with strings and shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how much the evening would you say rocked? Oh, I mean, outside of like I said, there were, there were two songs. Because they they played obviously Carol the Bells was was fucking awesome that one rocks and then they they had one other song that was pretty that was pretty good and then they also it was a bizarre rendition of uh, jing, Jingle Bells yeah Jingle Bells which is not the kind of song that you would jingle think would be set bells. to, to you know rock and guitar bells. but uh, <laughs> that one was okay so if you get if I were to give it a percentage, Jingle Bells in like Jingle fucking Bells Jingle fucking Bells Jingle Bells in seven eight time Jingle 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 Bells Jingle 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 bells. That would be cool Actually it would be cool but let's start a band We could find a niche with Easter Is there Easter songs we could do? Peter Cottontail and that's it one Easter song and it's not even a religious Easter song it's just about the bunny and Actually, clearly, you just need one. It doesn't even have to be. Oh yeah, it is an Easter song. Never mind. So, Mike, would you say that uh, the TSO was the anti ELO because mm. they don't rock? Yeah, well, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good. Uh, because the entire uh, time you're telling the story, they're uh, like they're like nerdy ELO. <laughs> it's ELO in the wrong proportions, is what it is. Because Jeff and I went to go see uh, Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah, it was great. Yellow. Jeff uh, Lynn's yellow. Je Je well, yeah, Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff right, Lynn though. is yellow. Yeah. But, he's, but he's right, though, because they had to call themselves Jeff's, Jeff Lynn's ELO. They couldn't call themselves electric. For legal reasons, because yeah. somebody else is trying to you know, take fucking of, credit. Yeah, lawyers and shit. But we saw them in August, and uh, they, they had a visual element, too, but it was more like an accent than it was a presentation. They fucking rocked. Yeah, they were great. They were Je fucking great. Well, Jeff Lynn can't like sing the same anymore, you know, because he's getting he's like seventy something years yeah. old. Yeah, 
like but, but they had a guy who like, he could still sing but they had a guy who uh like a younger guy who could sort of be the backup jeff lynn ah you know sing some of the stuff that he couldn't sing anymore i mean you can't hit certain notes you yeah. know in your in your older age but, but still i mean he was there at the show you know playing guitar the whole time but the best part about it was everything was in its original key and if you're musically inclined like jeff yeah. and i are you, you notice, notice you when notice you notice show. when they drop down a third or, mm -hmm. or whatever it yeah. is yeah but but the visual element was not the show the the music was the center point of the, of the production. There were very little visuals. Well, they had those five, you know, visual boards that. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but there's no. They didn't no, have a bunch of like lasers and pyrotechnics. No and lasers, no pyrotechnics, yeah. just the fucking music. But then that was really cool. And so you should have gone to that. Yeah. Even though you didn't live here at the time. <laughs> well, and I, like, I didn't even really know anything about TSO at the time. Is the, the, the missus sees these culturally, you know, inclined events and she wants to go to them, and I reluctantly agree if there's beer involved. So she wants to make these <laughs> guys look educated. Yeah. yeah. $15 beers. I would make a recommendation for she, you. She as lets far me go to Hofbrauhaus House afterwards. Oh, so okay. Well, no. well yeah. <laughs> then blew you twice. You know? Then blew me twice. Because you deserve yeah. it. <laughs> after your giant Hofbrauhaus. And so does she. And so does she after that, yeah. <laughs> for dragging you down there. Yeah, that's right. She gets to blow you. <laughs> <laughs> what I would recommend is actually going to see the Pittsburgh. Yeah, surprise for her. Go to see <laughs> the, the, uh, the Pittsburgh Symphony Pops. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because Liz, my wife and I went down about a year ago to go see them do uh, the, not, you know, the works, the, focus on the works of Leonard Bernstein, or Bernstein, mm -hmm. whatever. And even though I was, I was only familiar with West Side, West Side Story, and that was it. You know, Le Leonard Bernstein, he's one of those people that died, and then all of a sudden a whole bunch of people cared about Leonard Bernstein. You're thinking of Leonard Cohen. Ah, shit, you're right. I am thinking of Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> so, yeah, back to you. Back to me. Thanks, Jeff. Sorry uh, about that. I only knew West Side Story, and they only did maybe two or three songs from West Side Story. And we still walked out of there just with that sense that we should get down here more often. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it was just so thoroughly entertaining where you feel like just wonderful inside. <laughs> 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 they didn't do that one. Nope. Why? That's the main song from West Side Story, as far as I'm concerned. I don't really know West Side Story. Well, you didn't go see it whenever it was at Ringgold High School, starring... Were you I, it? I was going to be, but I dropped out because I also had Harvey. Ah, I see. And Lawrence I was, wasn't in it. I was only going to be Officer Kripke, which is a small role, and I was playing the lead in Harvey. He so. had one line, you damn kids, and that was it. <laughs> you damn kids! <laughs> Yeah, greasy hey, sharks. Crump, <laughs> see, because I Crump can't sing you. or dance, I'm, I'm kind of. <laughs> but yeah, so I had to lead in Harvey at the time, so I, I, I had to pick. Well, you know. So I picked being do. the lead. So. All right. Well, I think we've. Uh, that's it for the show today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just wanted to point out how I love this show so much because we went from joking about blowjobs to talking about the symphony. I really love the range that we have as, as yeah, We're cultured people. And I, I wanted to bring that up and make mention we're of We're well-rounded. We are. We're, we're, we have various interests. We're we renaissance men. Well, we can yeah. do gutter. We can do yeah. anything in between. We can talk about quantum mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay. renaissance men here. <laughs> we're, Absolutely. we're generally woke, but we just choose not to show it. You know? yeah. <laughs> I'm not very woke. I'm not... I, what was becoming such like a bad thing though? Like yeah. all you're doing is just yelling at people. I'm not into that. Nah. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. You know, you're just, just yelling at just people, shaming. You shouldn't. You shouldn't say that. You can't. You can't say that. This is 2019. 
Not anymore. I know. But, I, mean, <laughs> I, haven't just, I haven't heard, heard anybody in 2020 right. yet. It's, been too, <laughs> yeah. it's too early in 2020 Maybe now. they've quit. Just been sitting at it's home like for a while. Or hey, something, the only right? one that's ever said this is 2020 so far is Barbara Walters. Oh, Barbara, Barbara Walters. Good Walters. one. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's good. Good one. Ah, good thank guy. you. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, <clears throat> current events. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It took a while, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, we were going to get to it eventually. got a lot more legs out of that than I was expecting. Actually, I get we... So, what? <laughs> bring up the topic. Probably okay. up the topic. Kurt of it. Bowl without me. <laughs> yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. So, uh, have you guys heard anything about the uh, leaked emails out of the White House? Actually, Ooh, I have, but I'll be right back. Actually, no. <laughs> leaked emails. So, the only thing I heard uh, lately uh, was Donald Trump bombed that Iranian guy. Well, yeah, there's that. But no, that's... yeah. Yeah. Probably violated international law in doing oh, so. Sure. <laughs> and everybody's yeah. mad. Yeah. Well, well, you know, the, the the left people are mad. The people who are going to get mad are going to get mad. Yeah. And if I was a you know military person, I'd probably be mad because yeah. then I you know then you, you got to go to Iran. <laughs> there might be an actual war. Oh yeah, there there could be. Yeah, the Iranians are a little different than the North Koreans. Yeah. They're uh, <laughs> a little bit more well funded, a little bit well backed. Well, the, the North Koreans, I mean, as 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 shitty as they are, they do kind of keep to themselves. Yeah. Like, it's only their own people that have to put up with their bullshit. Yeah. The Iranians, they're, they're a little more, you know... They, they, re- they, reach, they reach out. They're yeah. outwardly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, having oil will do that. Yeah. North Korea doesn't have shit. Yeah, no, they, have, they have no resources in North Korea. Yeah. They don't even grow rice very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs, that's about it. <laughs> that's not even a joke. Cause we had friends who lived in uh, South Korea, and recently they uh, illegalized eating dog in South Korea. It, that took until, like, 2017 to make it illegal to eat dog. And that's that's in South Korea, which is developed, so I don't I, I, know. This has already on. been explored uh, yes, on this. Yes. Oh, as a seriously? Timmy's first episode. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. I, I forget the Timmy. I didn't even know it was illegal there, to yeah. eat dog there. I thought they just did it because, you know. It's economical. What, what, it's an animal. <laughs> no. So what if you sometimes people keep them in their houses? Because, you know, it's, you know what's coming up, becoming a popular pet is pigs. And I'll be oh. damned if I am not going to eat pigs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate pigs so much. Pigs have, like, all the, the most wonderful meats. They're, like they Homer do. Simpson said, a magical... Wonderful animal. <laughs> Surely, so some magical animal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has he eaten spider pig yet on the new on the new episodes? I'm, I don't know. I haven't seen. I think that only existed in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've missed about uh, let's see at least fifteen seasons. Of oh, 20, season. yeah. 20, 20, 20, 20. I just keep reading. It's definitely twenty through twelve. At least twenty. Go yeah, about that. twenty. I'm surprised you go that far. Yeah, the last three. Anything. My my line is That's the Frank Grimes episode. Anything after Frank Grimes. That's I'm season like, eight, dude. Yeah, I know, but I still I still like to give him a chance at least yeah but so anyway, anyway leaked um, emails leaked yeah. emails i was gonna bring up that before the uh the you know what thing leaked came emails up, but... need flex seal <laughs> 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 stop your leaky emails <laughs> knock it out of the park jeff <laughs> <laughs> so emails leaked out of the white house um they weren't leaked they were not leaked well, they, they were released i should they say they were released in unredacted form Ooh, i know Oh, and it's good. <laughs> so here's here's like the, the, the kind of like how the, how this played out was Congress asked for these emails mm-hmm. and they said no, no fucking way. And can then, I have this? <laughs> and then there was an organization I can't remember what it was called. Uh, so I'll, I'll just leave it out. That just make one up. Through the Freedom of Information Act, filed yeah. a lawsuit to get them, and a judge said, "Oh yeah, you can have these." And so what these emails showed. 
was that the entire time, through every step of this hold on the Ukrainian military aid, mm-hmm. the, just, the uh, Department of Defense was telling the White House and the Office of Management and Budget, mm-hmm. this is illegal, mm-hmm. yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> and, and the White House said, oh yeah, we know. <laughs> Responded with a middle finger emoji. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a Pretty rah. much, yeah. 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 <laughs> so... And the way this worked was, you know, they would write up something, some justification for releasing it, and then would, and the way that the hold would, would, would work was that somebody from the OMB, the Office of Management and Budget, yep. would add a footnote to that document and send it back. And every time, they would just add the same footnote over and over again. <laughs> so the hold would only exist for like a week, and it would go back to OMB, and they'd add the footnote and send it back to the Department of Defense. And it got to the point where, like, we need this, like, now. <laughs> because if we don't spend this money, we are in violation of the law. And <laughs> This OMB, is illegal, what you're doing. And the, and the funny part about it was, like, OMB just is like, hey, we don't care. We're, just, we're, we're holding it, we're holding it, we're holding it. And so the two or three, two or three big points that came out of this, mm-hmm. and it got buried by killing that Iranian guy. Yeah, isn't that it fortuitous? <laughs> the one... The, oh, the, speaking of the Iranian guy, I saw a picture of him on the internet. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like a like an Iranian uh, George Clooney. I agree. I can see it. Bit, yeah. Yeah, 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 I can see it. He reminded me of George Clooney. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Just robbed the world of an Iranian George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what the White House was doing was being reminded constantly by Department of Defense, this is illegal. Stop, like, you're going to have to let us spend this money before it becomes super illegal. Now, hold on a minute. I don't understand. I don't, what I don't understand is how, how it's illegal. Because it, it, this isn't like, a, it's, it's like an international thing. So who is it illegal? Whose law? Ours. Really? Yeah. So what, what is the American law that says that, you know, we have to give... I, I had it. It was... Um... When you approve, um, it's a budgetary thing. If you don't spend what's approved... Uh. It becomes yeah, illegal. It, it, What's it, appropriated in yeah, it, it's, by Congress. It, it's like lay, appropriated funds from Congress can't yeah. be just laid aside. Number one. And number two, if you plan on laying it aside, you have to do certain paperwork, yeah. and then it goes back to the Treasury. And they didn't even do that. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? Uh, and, that, and that actually is kind of a shitty law. And not in this case. You know. Okay. If we say we're going to uh, send foreign aid to another country, mm-hmm. then, then we should send the foreign aid. Right. Right. Whatever it's for. Um, but you see this a lot in like state budgets and stuff where they, and I deal with this, uh, personally in, in my line of work where they want to spend their entire budget because if they don't, they won't get enough for the next, yeah. you know, now we see you can't have a yeah. surplus. We, right. we see this in education all the time. One year at the school I used to work at, we seriously bought $2,000 worth of crayons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm, that's not a joke no. 2000, I, I because we had to get yeah. rid of it. And it was partially a, a bit of a, of a, of a, you know, kind of a stab at the, well, that's the system. What, but right, that's, you know, and the that's, common joke about the military is like the ten thousand dollar toilet seat. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. actually, a, thing. that's actually a bullshit thing. What is a bullshit thing? Because five hundred dollars for a wrench or well, a hammer. You right, know. but that's not the reason that came up is because of their accounting. Like yeah, it, it would be like you bought a thousand dollars worth of tools, and one thing might be, uh, let's say, uh, five hundred dollar table saw. And then another thing was a $3 hammer, mm-hmm. but they just itemize everything the same price. You know, they right. average out all these yeah. costs, and that's how you ended up with a, a $500 hammer on an itemized right, budget. But, but, it didn't really cost $500. Right. 
But but back like the main point is that you see this all the time, and you know with, uh, you see with government the, budgets is yeah. that they want to spend all of it because if they don't spend it all, then they won't get the same amount of money. Right, from the you're next penalized fiscal for year. being f- yeah. fiscally responsible. Right, right. but yeah. this is this was something specific for something else specific. It was okay. congressionally approved money for something specific. I so, get that, but I'm saying that the, the law is kind of shitty. Yeah, that kind of thing. When you when you put them into the two different kind of uh, applications, but there, the law yeah. has provisions where if you don't spend it, what you're supposed to do with it. Yeah, and the yeah. OMB wasn't even doing that because that would create a paper trail. Mm-hmm. So, and this is the point I was trying to get to, was that the redacted versions of the emails got released in December, and everything that the Department of Defense had a response to that had any question of legality right. was redacted. Yeah. So the shocking thing that I found from, from reading this article and, you know, excerpts of the emails and what, what, and, and what was identified as redacted the first time and unredacted the second time was that the Department of Justice is basically acting as the White House's, you know, lackeys or cover-up. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're acting as like their spokesman. Like their spokesman yeah. for the White House. Yeah. 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 And what they're supposed to be is spokesman for the law. You know, I mean, not that, that 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 it's that out of line, but to this level, I don't know if it's ever existed before. You it's probably never know been. It's never been to this level. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of talk about how improper it was for JFK to appoint b- his brother Bobby to be Attorney General. It was like, well, he'll just be he'll just be a spokesman for you. He won't be he'll he won't be partial, right? Yeah. You know, and he wasn't. But, yeah. But yeah. how does the law work? So if you want to prosecute someone under that law, I mean. Do you look at uh, uh, who? So who sent the email that said, you know, we're not spending this money? Uh, Do you Mike, look at Mike Duffy at who's who told them to not spend this money? Which would of course be Donald Mike Trump. Duffy said we got clear direction from the President of the United States. Wasn't he the yeah. center fielder for the Pirates a few years ago? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Chris Duffy. It Never is. mind. Chris <laughs> Duffy is a common name. No, yeah, no I don't true. think any. I don't think any individual would be prosecuted under that law, but it's still illegal and improper not to do it. I understand that. But here's the other thing, was through all of this, uh, basically the money had to be spent by September 30th. Yeah. But the logistics as far as actually spending the money, it needed to be done by like, the hold had to be lifted by like mid-August. Yeah. And so all the arrangements could be in place so the money can be spent. Now, as we all know, the Mm. hold was was lifted on September 11th. Yes, this of uh, the previous year. It is yeah, now that was the previous year. Um, and whenever it got way past, like August thirtieth, September first, Mike Duffy, the guy who was communicating to the Department of Defense that the president insisted on holding up the money, sent an email. Despite all these reminders that what you're doing is going to be illegal at some point after the end of the fiscal year in September, uh, told them, "Well, it's your fault." <laughs> Sent a, it's going to be your fault <laughs> email, which was not redacted. Mm. No. Well, no. What was his explanation for how it was their fault? He didn't have one. Oh, shit. He just said, it's going to be your fault. <laughs> it's going to be, that's all he said was it going to be your fault. He said, I quit. You know, there's two sides to every story, but apparently um, he so here's, have a story. And it's kind of like there, there has been no smoking gun as, as far as why this aid was held so far, because we've got certain people that know why not testifying. Mm-hmm. But there's another little piece that has kind of fallen into place here about that we know 
the process of how it got held up. Yeah. And the the steps that were taken to hold up this aid are extraordinary. But is this, I mean, is this really significant, though, when it comes to the impeachment? It might, because it, it can be significant in this way. It might sway enough senators, which I think you only need four or five, to have a majority vote to have witnesses in the trial. Yeah. Yeah, you'll only need four. Yeah, four. Yeah, four. four. That's where it's significant. Because you already got, like, Susan Collins, uh, Lisa Murkowski, Murkowski, Murkowski Mitt, Romney, Mitt, Romney, Mitt Romney. That's three off the top of yeah. my head that could easily sway. Mitt Romney's still a senator? He just became, he just became, became, he just became he was, one. He was the governor of Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh, that's which, right. That's right. When I realized that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> he, yeah, he ran. He, he, and, he and Ted Kennedy ran one of the dirtiest, nastiest Senate campaigns against each other. It was really quite a spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> years and years ago, did anyone claim that the other one fathered illegitimate Negro children? <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, it wasn't that dirty. Wait a minute. That's like that? Jefferson and Adams shit. I'm not voting for that guy. <laughs> did, did he, Jefferson? Uh, did one of them insult right. the other one's hand size? I mean, <laughs> how bad did it get? Well, no, I mean, Mitt Romney, you know, Mitt Romney being a Mormon, he doesn't drink alcohol like we do. Like, <laughs> what's this we shit? What's this yeah. we shit? Hey, I've drank plenty of alcohol. Good point. But uh, ten years ago, last ten year couple, ago, last year a couple years worth. Well, anyway. so yeah. you Lawrence be- has reserves. Yeah, you didn't quit because you became a Mormon. <laughs> no, we didn't. I quit because I have ulcers. <laughs> <laughs> he quit because otherwise he would goddamn die. Yeah, quit because I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew I had a problem well before I quit. <laughs> Oh, we all have a problem. <laughs> it's, it's a problem for sure. It's expensive yeah. as shit. I haven't missed else. work yet, so therefore it's not a significant yeah. problem. Have I missed work? But any I, day now. I went. I, I worked yeah. once uh, really hammered. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I taught well, once. Your job was to tell jokes. didn't have story, HR, you know? Well, I mean, so hammered that I'm, you know, close to, like, passing out on stage like <laughs> like that Dr. Pepper fellow that Pat oh. Oswald talked about. <laughs> you know, years ago, I, uh, I drank too much one night. I used to watch Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Okay. Good show. That show. A lot of people, they're always like drinking whiskey. Mm-hmm. So, of course, when I'm watching it, I want to drink whiskey. Like, just like <laughs> Mad Men. Right. So, be- <laughs> shortly before that, someone had bought me uh, as a Christmas gift a very big bottle of very cheap whiskey. I know who that was. Yep. It was a big plastic jug of <laughs> yeah. disgusting, awful whiskey. It was my wife's best friend who yeah. got you that bottle. That's right. <laughs> That's Evans right. whiskey. No, or... I, I, I mean, it was bad whiskey, but I enjoyed that whiskey. Um, and what I would hey, do there is, is no would... such thing as bad whiskey. What I would... Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was free. Ever had well, 10 high? Oh. Well, here's nah. how I would From do it. From 1971? Because I have. <laughs> How I would deal with it was I would pour it over ice and then mix in like a little bit of uh, powdered sugar and some lemon juice, you know, sort of like a whiskey sour. Kind of like an old-fashioned Or exactly like a whiskey sour. It's an old-fashioned. And I would drink that. So one night I'm watching the show Boardwalk Empire, and I had too many of these uh, whiskey drinks that I invented. Delicious whiskey treats? Yeah. So I, I was yes, kind of whiskey drunk. surprise. I go to bed. Surprise, you're hammered. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weeknight now. Yeah. It's, you know, so I wake up in the morning for work and I'm like oh, man I feel good you know I, I know I don't feel hungover at all I was I should be hung I should have a headache I should feel shitty right now and then I go to work and I'm working and then at some point it dawns on me that I am still drunk <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me once and it was uh I I went in on the weekend so I don't know if it really counts cuz I just I don't even have to be here but I came in to take care of something mm-hmm. and I was still drunk from the night before because a, a friend of mine went to a like an like a social club where everybody knows everybody, and they're so glad that you're here that you and whoever you're with, because everybody knew my buddy, and because I was with my buddy, 
you know, there's Uncle Bob over there, and there's Aunt Diane over there, <laughs> and there's Aunt Diane's friend who watched you grow up, and there's somebody else that watched you grow up. So let get them both, get them both, get them both, <laughs> get them both, and we're like, I have to leave. I I'm going in in the morning tomorrow, and then I came. I went in at like four in the morning because like I couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reeking, you know. Hey, Johnny, I'm like I think I'm 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 still fucking drunk. <laughs> but it's the weekend, so no one gives a shit. That's true. The bosses yeah. ain't there. It's justifiable. <laughs> it's weekend, man. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the what we're saying is that you should always get drunk before work. <laughs> yeah. 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 At least once. Unless you're operating heavy machinery. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did drive a forklift that day. You shouldn't have driven Ooh. the forklift, John. I'm telling OSHA. I was extra careful, though. Were <laughs> you really careful? I've given quite a few presentations drunk, like at conference, and I gave a speech to 600 people once while drunk. <laughs> All right, real quick, real quick before the break, Mikey and I went through uh, student teaching together. Yeah. Uh, at, at the old Cal U. Oh, yes. And uh, so every other Friday, we had to stay at the university instead of going to our classrooms. And we thought that'd be great. It turns out it was much, much worse than actually <laughs> yeah, teaching. It was much more miserable. And so we just sit through these long, boring lectures all fucking day. And so what Mike and Tim, because Tim was with us. Through Tim that, was with us, yeah. With, with that yeah. period. And what we would do is we would go to the local bar signatures during the break. We had, we had an hour for lunch and mm -hmm. just pound these, uh, <laughs> the $2 PBRs, the yeah. $2 24-ounce PBRs, yeah, and yeah. see how many you could fit, and then go back <laughs> This is supposed to be the future teachers of America. Oh, yeah. And coming back just fucking, you know, sleepy. <laughs> but we were the responsible ones because, like, two-thirds of the, the – they just didn't come back. Right, So yeah. we at least came back. <laughs> we came back drunk, but we still came back. Still came back. I mean, we hey, – You're we, still learning. I ate half of a hoagie, you know, so it pretty much evens <laughs> out, right? <laughs> I think I still had a tie on. I'm not sure. Maybe wrong. Yeah, one button. It was one button. Right. It was you always got to make sure you head. leave that one – the top button together, and then no one will assume. As soon as that top button goes everyone's like all right get the fuck out <laughs> but but uh yeah. but that was uh yeah that's, yeah, that's that enough was, about drinking yeah. at least until the second half <laughs> thanks so, Mitt uh, romney yes yeah, and the second <laughs> half is the drinking half <laughs> so i uh think this is an opportune moment to take a break so uh we'll be right back after this, this. thanks guys on the next bad cop bad cop Detectives Bob Ross and Fred Rogers interrogate a possible witness. Hi, welcome back. We're certainly glad you could join us today in our interrogation room, where we're going to give you a fantastic little line of questioning that if you answer with the doggone truth, I think you'll really enjoy. And if you feel frightened or afraid, it's okay to have those feelings because you should feel afraid. Especially if you don't tell us where you were on the night of the 17th. I, I don't know. I, I was probably at home, watching TV or something. <laughs> you know, I enjoy a nice quiet evening at home myself. Gives me time to catch up on my stories. So what were you tuning into that night? I, uh, I, uh, I, I think it was watching football. Young man, do you dare claim that you are watching a football game on the night of the horrific stabbing? Uh, yes. Mister, I know I'm not very big, and I can be a little shy, but I thought we could be friends. And I don't want to be friends with people who lie. Uh, what are you saying? 
<laughs> Shoot, I just love that little tiger. I love all of God's wonderful creatures. Even little tiny critters that'll crawl up and down your back while you try to sleep in that steel bed in your jail cell. Now why do you think King Friday felt angry when you told us you were watching a football game? And how do you think Daniel Tiger knew that you lied to King Friday? Well, uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh... <laughs> Safe, Red. You seen that pussycat of yours around? Because I think she might have this fella's tongue. Now then, I think we've all had enough beating around this bush. So let's go ahead and put a little highlight color on it. Now you told us that you were at home watching football on the 17th. Yeah, that's right. You know, sometimes I can't remember what the heck day it is. Shoot, sometimes I walk right out the front door without my keys or my coat. Uh, me too. But when I flip on the set on a weeknight and I see a bunch of leatherheads chasing a pigskin around, I know it's a Monday. Sure. But the 17th. The night that poor fellow watched his bright red organs fall out until his life faded to a deep midnight black. Well, that was a Tuesday. When you're caught up in a lie and you watch a person die, don't pretend to just forget it or later you'll regret it. Uh, all right, look, I, I saw it, but I, I didn't see who did it, I swear. Now then, you know, we talk to all kinds of different folks when we're out there taking statements, and we ain't just shooting the breeze. All these wonderful people, these kind folks, they tell us things that lead us to get to know people like you. Isn't it nice to live in a neighborhood where people take care of each other? Wouldn't you want someone to talk about what happened if it was your torso that was emptied out and left a rod overnight? I told you everything! <laughs> you know, we take down all kinds of fantastic statements from these people, and just about every doggone one says you were friendly with that old stabber. I'm telling you, I don't know the guy! I didn't even get a good look at him! It can be difficult to sit still for a long time. Like when your mother or father has an appointment, and they have to bring you with them. Or when you won't talk, and you're chained to a table with a pair of detectives who don't always follow the rules. <laughs> All right, Fred. Get this guy a bag of ice for his dinner, and put a pot of coffee on. We're in for a long night. Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Thursdays at 10, 9 central on NBC. And we're back. We are back. Hey, we're back. So, John... We're back. <laughs> John, you wanted to come out of this break talking a little bit about the Jeremy Roenick situation. Well, what exactly is the Jeremy Roenick situation, Lawrence? Well, thank you for that, John. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're leading me into. <laughs> Jeremy Roenick is a former NHL hockey player yes. who is a... He's now a, currently uh, a broadcaster. Yeah, a color, color analyst. Commentator. Color analyst yeah. for the NHL. Yeah. Analyst. <laughs> Well, I'm Jeremy sorry. Jeremy Roenick is an on-air sports personality now, since yeah. as, yeah. as, as, yeah. an, as yeah. an ex, you know, a hockey former player. player, as a Pretty former player, one. Pretty, good mm -hmm. Pretty good one. Pretty good one. Right. Formerly uh, of the Phoenix Coyotes, yes, Philadelphia Flyers, Chicago Blackhawks, <laughs> San Jose Sharks. Oh yeah, he did play for the yeah. Sharks for a while. And LA Kings, uh, maybe a year, I think. I think. But yeah, I uh, he was a guy, and uh, throughout his entire career as a broadcaster, mm -hmm. has been known for a being colorful. And be talking out of his ass. When you're a color commentator, you should be colorful. You would think. <laughs> there aren't many of those guys left. I mean, am I crazy for thinking that? Yes. Now, yeah. Now oh, you are. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There's only one colorful commentator left, and that is uh, Tony Romo. Tony, Tony Romo. Romo. Tony Romo, who um, got told to stop 
saying exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I think, I think actually, yeah. He was that good. They yeah. told him to stop. He knew exactly what was going to happen on every play. Like, okay, what they're going to do now is blah, blah, blah. And then they would do that. Yeah. <laughs> so he would basically be spoiling the football game for everyone who was watching. I thought it was fantastic. It though. was fantastic. <laughs> now, Tony Romo, before we get into what we're talking about. Now, yeah. Tony Romo, um, he... Uh, Whenever he got hired, he went right to the number one slot on the CBS broadcast yeah. with, uh, with with Jim Nance because they always have their their the, the main game that's national. Take that, Phil Sims. The A team and the B team. Right. Well, they have a bunch of B teams in the yeah. in the A team, and Jim Nance and Phil Sims for many years was the A team on CBS, and then Phil Sims either gets canned or he retires from that. They gig. moved him. They moved him. Yeah. Okay. And then Tony Romo, who never called a game in his life. Got that job immediately. And I wondered, how the fuck did that happen? And then I listened to Tony Romo, and holy shit, he is just that entertaining. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he he's actually he was good. Doing. so good. He's a much better really... commentator than he was quarterback. Oh, by far. <laughs> by far. He found his true, true calling. Yeah. He did yeah. find uh, Calling. Get it? <laughs> and he called Ooh, games as nice a quarterback. Nice pun. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, but so and he was explaining exactly what was going on and being entertained at the same time, able to crack jokes, able to do that. But and it, Jerry Rock's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was never an, an on air during the game yeah, type he of guy. Was like a, like between the periods. Yeah. Yeah. When they had those, yeah. And he was good at it. Well, he spoke out of his ass a lot. Well, yeah. Yeah. He was no Tony Rock. But entertaining. He's no Ray Ferraro. <laughs> oh God! All right. As long as he's not Mike no Milbury, you're, you're digging deep. <laughs> and uh, so he caught. And, and the previous since we last spoke to you guys mm-hmm. uh, last year, I don't know how many of uh, our audience pays attention to hockey. Uh, I imagine at least two or three. A few, yeah. There's got to be some a handful who, who know what I'm talking about. But he. But this is more like a social type of uh, commentary here. Uh, Jerry Roenick had got suspended indefinitely from NBC Sports for comments that he has made mm-hmm. about one of his on-air female co-workers. Female co-workers. Now, I would like to point out two things about this female co- co-worker. Mm-hmm. A, uh, they are friends. Yeah, they were yes. very good friends. Very, very good close friends. friends. Yeah. They vacation together, in fact. And B, she's really attractive. Yeah. <laughs> well, she is on TV. Well, yeah, that's part of it. And so the uh, the remarks that Ronick had made that led to his suspension. I have no sixes on TV. Was he was <laughs> on <laughs> our podcast? Oh wait, no, he wasn't. He <laughs> <laughs> was, was on our podcast. He was on somebody else's podcast. Spitting checklets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't even on the air. It was on a on a podcast. It was on yeah. a podcast. Now we know how the podcast dynamic works because yeah, just... we're we're vets. <laughs> yeah, we are. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> We give it a shot. Well, we try most, it. Most podcasts don't last six months. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's good uh, for everybody but Jeremy Roenick. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, was on the, uh, he picked the wrong podcast. He <laughs> should have gone on ours that nobody listens to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll have Jeremy Roenick on. Yeah, we'll have him on. Mikey, get out. Jeremy Roenick's coming up. <laughs> Pay him $15. <laughs> Airfare on spirit. So he, he, he was talking about... Uh, Okay, so this is the level of friendship that he has with his on-air co-worker. Yeah. Is that Jerry Roenick and his wife have traveled with uh, Catherine Tappan, is yes. her name, who, who is basically the host of the... You're, you're, uh, doing, of, you're doing way too much setup. Let's, let's get to what he said. And what he said was he made a joke about sleeping with this woman. Right. Yeah, well, three more or less. What he talked about was whenever you're traveling... With two beautiful women, and he said two. Mm-hmm. 
You know, not Inclu- throwing his- including his wife, right? Yeah, including his wife. And the that, beautiful part that it pumps you up so much as a guy, and then the the joke that he made that he was playing it off like the three of them would go to bed together, and then said, "But that's never going to happen." But I wish it would. But I wish it would. <laughs> Oh god damn, she is hot. Like he is looking up Catherine Tappan. Yeah, as we that's speak. exactly what I'm doing. Did now display this this way. Well, let's let's find a good one here. I mean, it's not the like, greatest not picture. The, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> throw her out of every. Yes, I wouldn't mind being seen with her. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to take her on a date if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like to fornicate her if you know what I mean. Yeah. I'd like to make her suck my dick, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know, you know what, what I mean. mean. Yeah. Which means take her on a date. Yes. <laughs> We're classy here. <laughs> so. Hey, I take her on a date. You know what? I'm. We're not splitting the check. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on me over here. Treat her like a lady. But anyhow, I don't understand what the problem is. I think the only thing that is bad about what he had said was the fact that it's a coworker. Yeah, I think that. That's so I mean. you don't understand. It's the power dynamic. She is the host. He is a. He's a lackey. He's the yeah, that's the whole thing's bullshit. <laughs> but like, this so is, this is the climate we live in now. That making jokes like that, no matter what the context, no, any, nothing else matters. Nothing matters except for exactly what you said. I don't even think it was a joke. I think he meant it. Of course yeah. he meant of course it. He That's meant not it. the point. <laughs> I think the sad thing, it's like reverse feminism because he's elevating her to a it's like he's, he's, he's elevating, elevating her, her to, to his to wife. That level, yeah. yeah. Where she is exactly. she's one of the guys, you know, she he looks at her with well, this the same kind of I mean still, I mean, is it so wrong to say that, gee, I think this woman's attractive, because that's basically what it was and saying. And I sure want to sleep with her. And we're damn good friends. And that's yeah. what she and would that's laugh attractive about this. means. She did say that, yes, his comments were appropriate. She didn't seem to mind them. No, she said it was unacceptable is what she said. Oh, okay. She said that? She said that. That's so this is, the, this is the ah. second like level you know, of the conversation like that I wanted to have was um, what comes first in that sort of dynamic, your professional relationship or your personal relationship? Now, we're talking about people who are friends, which I think is why that he felt comfortable discussing it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But to go out and say that it was unacceptable, I think it's a bit. Uh, I think she's she's being a, a bad sport. Well, but also in her response, also said, "Wow, we remain friends." So, so is, is that one of those like <laughs> that's I can't, a scripted? I, I think uh, I, you are. I'm pretty sure I have to say this type but, of. Uh, well, then, then I think she she misspoke when she said unacceptable because if it was unacceptable, you would no longer be yeah, friends. If it was right. literally yeah. unacceptable. Then it's well, that's it. We're not friends anymore. I think that's what unacceptable means. That I cannot accept this, and we cannot be friends anymore. What I think is, is that if you're at the level where you are traveling together, yeah, you're pretty good friends. Yeah. Not only that, the idea of le- of enjoying playing off the fact that that he he enjoys playing off uh, all three of us are going to go to bed. She probably knew. She knew that. She had to have known that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he's probably said it to her. <laughs> hey, about the three of us, you yeah. know, you know, just in passing, you know, as, as a remark. Yeah. I'm sure. The, I'm sure this joke was made. So, and and the other thing is that is ignored is that he describes her later in the same podcast mm-hmm. as one of the greatest professionals he's ever worked with, and then he caught some heat for marking for marking about what a beautiful man uh, Patrick Sharp is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wouldn't say no to him either. Yeah, so Jeremy Roenick just likes attractive people. And he's just riffing. And, and he's making jokes. I don't understand that's, why everything yeah. has to be taken so seriously. Because and now, that's the climate we live in. I must admit. You make a comment, it's about a woman. On a much smaller scale, I have been in a similar Jeremy Roenick situation. This is about a year ago at the previous, our, our, our charity work from, from last year. Yes, our charity work. Yes, our yes, charity uh, work. Th- a year ago, John had a threesome at the charity ball. No. <laughs> <laughs> you did? <laughs> no. Nah, that sucks, I did. Patrick Sherman, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin. No, 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 no. Um, it was with two men, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> the devil's threesome. Balls everywhere. You should have seen it. <laughs> I was just, Jeff and Brett I was Kavanaugh. just thinking Brett of uh, <laughs> one of the um, main organizers of the event. Oh, yeah, that guy. Who, who, <laughs> who seems like someone who would be involved in a threesome with. Uh, he has all, all the power, all men. But uh, it's beside the point. <laughs> that's, power that's, be, that's beside the point. So, uh, <laughs> quick little story about that. Um, so, my wife, who I, you know, your wife, my wife, my wife, my lovely wife, my my love, my lovely my, wife, my beautiful wife. She is my muse and my flame. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> hot as Catherine Tappan. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> But anyhow, she uh, has several attractive friends uh, who I have just through, you know, friendship have become friends with myself. And uh, so last year, uh, both of my brothers were at this, uh, this event and the after party was at a bar that was, a, you know, just at the same place where the, the event was. And so both of my brothers had walked over. Jeff, you were there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, I remember. Sure, I was and, and then and then my teeth fell out. <laughs> and then my teeth fell. Out. <laughs> had walked over to the to the bar for the after party before I had left. I was waiting for Liz, and uh, her friend was there. And I made a point uh, as we walked over to hold both my elbows out, and so both of them grabbed an arm, and then I walked in with both of them, and then uh, nobody saw it. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like such a fucking it was boss. Such a power move, and I was wearing a suit with no tie. <laughs> That's right. That Don't was my. On my arm. <laughs> that was my idea. That was your idea. The the suit with no tie because oh, it looks totally boss. It is totally fucking it boss. It is totally bad. I went yeah. okay. So my New Year's Eve, I went suit no tie, mm, and good. I felt like a boss. Good. But uh, so I'm happy for you. I'm surprised I didn't get more more traction on this. Seriously, I don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 on the Jeremy Roenick story, I thought we would have more to say about like you know, other ones. Oh, that's bullshit. Well, we you know what? Maybe we would have had more to, to say about yeah. it. But you went into your other story about how you once you you. Helped I'm, I'm so saying another I, I, girl touched your arm. I know it was nice. <laughs> wow, I've never had that. We went skiing. She, she touched my leg. <laughs> that was an accident, but still, she had a pretty mouth. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so, what, so okay so that story aside uh so <laughs> anybody else have anything you know uh, the other thing they, they said his comments were uh jerry Rook's comments were potentially racist because he described anson carter as ugly who is a black guy so what <laughs> oh my well, maybe God. he is ugly like 80 percent of black ugly. players yeah, are yeah. ugly guess what black people can be ugly and white people can be ugly and yeah. any other color of people can be ugly and some of them are beautiful and most of us here are proof of that yeah. exactly <laughs> we're a bunch of ugly white men well, well, i mean you guys are i'm not <laughs> i'm a beautiful white person <laughs> i'm an ugly gender non-binary white. person <laughs> But, like, I see it as he was talking about a friend. And the bosses saw it as he was talking about a coworker. 
Yeah, I, I almost thought, and my thought with that really was that it was almost a comment before its time. Because if the if, if we had true equality and men and women really were equal, like we're supposedly trying to get to the point of, then nobody would have given two shits about that comment. And particularly when you add in the Patrick Sharp comment. It, it's, it was clear he was just dicking around. Yeah, he was just yeah. dicking around. You know why? Because he's course. on a podcast. Yeah, he, he was, was on a podcast. Yeah. Dicking around. <laughs> in good fun That's with two good exactly, fun. Exactly. That doesn't matter around. now. It doesn't matter what you meant when you said something. What matters is what exactly the literal words that came out of your mouth, regardless of uh, any context. I'll disagree with you. It doesn't that doesn't even matter. What matters is what everybody else thought you meant. That, that's that's yeah, other, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I get to decide what and, you and, meant. And I'll do you one better. It doesn't ahead. matter what everyone else thought you meant. It matters what everyone else can make of what you meant. One I'll even can, go what, one more what, than that. What they can make of it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they, they, one can, if they can take your words <laughs> and twist it into something <laughs> shitty. Then that's what matters. Yeah. If, I can say, <laughs> if I could take Jeremy Roenick's comments and turn them into hey, you know what? This is this is what I think that that this is about. It doesn't matter what he meant. It doesn't matter what the context was. What matters is that this could be taken in in some way if I if I parse it out and and remove everything else from around it and turn it into what I have come up with. What one just, small just, subsection just so of I people can, to yeah because this is the call out. Remember, it's the call out culture that we've talked about before. Yeah, this is twenty nineteen. Yeah, if I can, I, I need to find something. <laughs> There must be something in this because he made a comment about a woman. There must be something in this about a coworker. That's shitty. Yeah. So I have about to a find. Female I have to find what's in there that's shitty and and let everyone know about it. If Catherine Tappan had a problem with it, she would fucking deal with it because she looks like the kind of woman that would fucking <laughs> deal with it. She does. <laughs> well, she, she looks like a very professional. She does. Jeremy yeah. Roenick's no, head she, would be yeah, mounted on her wall. Respect her for her professionalism. <laughs> well, I, I know you're joking, but no, she's she's good. Yeah, she's I'm good. Sure she yeah. Is. I'm not. I'm not denying excellent. that. She ain't no Aaron Andrews. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Andrews. Because there, there, are, there are female sports journalists that nobody respects, and Aaron Andrews is one of them. Well, wasn't yeah. that because Aaron Andrews was like, you know, fucking athletes? I don't know if she was actually fucking athletes. That re- that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. Uh, <laughs> wasn't she found like scantily clothed in the hotel room? No, she, she was, was found she was nude. Nudes. <laughs> mm. I. Uh, she was uh, nude. Stand corrected. <laughs> they can see her pubes. See her pubes. And her pubes. Did she have pubes? <laughs> yeah, not pubes. But the rumor was that she would. <laughs> <laughs> but she, but she would not dress as a professional whenever she would be conducting interviews. You know, like wearing a sundress in a locker room, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, mm. You know, using the assets that she was given that don't involve professionalism to her advantage. There's only one uh, female sports broadcaster who I can think of that didn't have quite the assets to use in that way. And I actually don't know her name. She I think she does a lot of college football stuff. Pam Ward. Yes, I think that's, yeah. No, she looks like a dude. Yeah, yeah. And sounds like a female trying to sound like a dude. Yes. It'll be first and 10 for Pittsburgh at the uh, 17-yard line. Yes, that's who I'm thinking like, of. Ugh. Because she doesn't have it. But, but, but I, would, I would prefer she'd sound, if, she, if she would try to sound more like a woman, actually. I don't... I, there, there aren't almost none when it comes to sports, uh, female play-by-play. And Pam Ward was one of the first. But it just sounds like it's a second-rate production whenever she's Man. calling the game. And I don't know why that is. It's just my reaction. Uh, maybe it's because you're a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> the patriarchy. I it's think it's probably your misogynistic views about sports and gender. I think what it is is a female 
recreating all the worst behaviors of the typical male broadcaster. Oh, yeah. The, the fake voice is what I'm getting at. And I think she's Third also... Third and ten. But you're fine with all these men doing I'm not voices. fine with anyone doing a fake broadcasting voice, unless it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, first and ten. So, uh, Jeff, well, the, uh, any, uh, Steelers 29-yard line. So, uh, Jeff, anyhow, Jeremy Roundup, your response. <laughs> See, that, that's me being a fake broadcaster. Yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate authenticity. I've, I've seen women call sporting events where I'm like, I, I'm like, this is good because you're just yourself and you're talking about your knowledge of the game and right, yeah, that's fine because that's there are definitely there are definitely folks out there that can. Yeah, yeah women don't have great. any knowledge it's, it's of any weird. game. Like, okay, let's be honest. <laughs> it's weird to me because it's like WWE has a female announcer named Beth Phoenix who is very very good at doing color commentary on the show she's on. And is she uh, entertaining and colorful? She is, yeah. But she's not trying to be Jerry Lawler while she's doing no, it. No. Right. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what works. If you're yeah. yourself, you know, Joe Buck, uh, whose dad, Jack Buck, was one of the most colorful uh, broadcasters yeah. in the history of you know sports broadcasting, uh, he is just bland. Yeah. And he made a conscious decision to be bland. And which is why nobody, even though he's on the number one team on Fox when it comes to uh, football and baseball, nobody really likes him. I, I want to plug a TV show here. Okay. Briefly. If you've not seen Brockmire. I knew yet. where you oh, were going. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love Brockmire. Brockmire is fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Brockmire. <laughs> the greatest moment of Brockmire so far for me, and I've only witnessed, I've only watched. Witnessed, Starring Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, yeah. The, uh, the third season is up on Hulu now for those. Oh, shit, is it? It yeah. is, yeah. I haven't watched yeah, the second one yet. Check it it's out. up there, too. It's really good until about three quarters of the way through, and then it gets kind of dark. And then I, I stopped watching it. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest uh, the, the greatest thing about Brockmire was the very opening of that series. <laughs> when he has the meltdown on air. She's in my skin. <laughs> but he still continues to call the yeah, game. That's right. That's, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. It's... Where, 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 where I saw my, my wife, my beautiful wife Lucy, uh, with every... Every male in the neighborhood on the floor and only can say his unbiblical proportions just outside taking strike. For the kids at home who don't know what a dildo is. <laughs> and he still continues to call the game. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, uh, and, and Hank Azarian interviews, the reason why he came up for the idea of that character was uh, all the sports guys that he had grown up with, he always wondered if they sounded like that in their daily lives. Yeah. <laughs> If they're at home having sex with their wives going, hey, tell me, do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on Catherine It's a funny Tappen? idea. It's a funny idea. It is a funny idea. Well, it's, we got a series a, out of it. A hilarious show. Because yeah. he never breaks good. <laughs> a very entertaining series. Yeah, very entertaining. From the seventh inning on, people turn into the radio broadcast, which you, Brock Meyer, are on. And the reason why is because people like you more when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that is every alcoholic's dream, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, uh, that's awesome. So back to the terribly um, sexist comments that Jeremy yeah. Roenick made. Yeah. 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 I thought you had something to say about no, it. No, I don't. I thought we were going to turn back. <laughs> nah, that's about all I get. I think that's, that's about all, all we got, got on okay. that, yeah. Yeah, I was okay. expecting more, but I'm not worrying about it. That's okay. That's okay. Well, we, right. we, we've, we've gone to this well plenty of times before, guys. Uh, we 
I think our, our 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 views on this are fairly well known. Man. We still got the church to bring up. Oh, so that, we, we, we yeah. still have <laughs> topics of conversation. That's yeah. right. That's right. It was the uh, the Methodist Church. The yeah, Methodist Church. We may be splitting. They will be. They will be. They will. Okay. We'll be splitting in two. And I, I would like to entwine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> split Robin's arrow in twine. That's right. <laughs> Methodist Church will be splitting in twine. I would like to say that. Um, I grew up a, uh, a Methodist. My grandfather was a Methodist preacher. Our family originally were Baptists, but we were kicked out of that church. You sons oh, of um, bitches! What did you do to piss off the Baptists? Well, no, it was my. They uh, were too buoyant. It was my great. <laughs> buoyant. It was, it was to my, baptize uh, buoyant people. Uh, that's awful. Whoa, <laughs> boo! Sorry, I'm not booing. That's hilarious. I thought that was a great. I will not boo that. That was very, very funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Your joke was uh, too advanced Mike's for me. <laughs> Oh boy, Mike making fun of the entire Watson clan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Lords. I don't care. The, the, the person, uh, the person responsible, has been dead for a long time. <laughs> what was he? How my, buoyant my, was he? My great grandmother. The density level. My great grandmother was asked not. Actually, my great grandfather <laughs> was asked not to return because my great grandfather would continually correct the minister at the Baptist church. <laughs> When he was move. wrong. <laughs> well, she was a very mean woman. Well, how is, well, how is he correcting her? I want to know. How is he correcting her? Because... Uh, I don't know. It was a hundred years ago, Jeff. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. But I mean, I'm just saying that... that thee, uh, not thy. A lot of these reasons that, you know, you have a billion sects of each religion that starts yeah. out as one religion then splits off and splits off and all these different branches. Yeah. It's because somebody gets pissed off. Well, and, the, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and as far as like you know, Judeo-Christianity goes, mm -hmm. it's because of an interpretation of a certain Bible verse. A lot of the times yeah. it's like, no, we think that means this, we think it means this, and then they split off. And in the case of the Methodist thing, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. yeah. It's, exactly it's just one happening. single Bible it, it, verse that, you know, man lies with a man, then he shall be, uh, it's an abomination. Yeah. Well, in, in, in that because particular the, case... Because we should probably clarify at this point that yes. that's why the Methodist yeah. Church is splitting up is because of the whole uh, homosexual thing. Yeah. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> it's because of the inclusivity argument. Yes. Yeah. Well, well this too, is... Yeah. A, so the church that I attended, and we've, mm -hmm. we've talked about my liberal evangelicalism on the show before, but uh, the church that I attended in Northern Virginia was actually one of the two... So we're, we're actually really well-versed on this because our roommate for a time was somebody who attended the conference last year, the, the United Methodist Conference, and uh, yeah. voted on the the you know, the the linchpin yeah, vote yeah. on this that kind of has led to this point. And so uh yeah, the whole argument really is centered around a very small sect of people that are pissed off because the Methodist Church doesn't have a clearly defined doctrine on whether or not you should allow LGBTQ and whether or not they should be left into the church. And so the church in particular that we attended, Tom Berlin is the gentleman's name, who is one of the two, along with Adam Hamilton, who is, and these are like the only two Methodist churches in the country that are like growing. <laughs> because they're not. Yeah, the Methodist church is in it's, decline. It's, it's true. in decline. Which is I no longer time attend. to be uh, not inclusive. <laughs> right, I know. Yeah, I, I no longer attend. I yeah. might, you know, I might be the only uh, non-believer uh, among this uh, particular program. But but and but, it's, uh, and it's yeah. a lot of the reasons why is because people yeah it's like, not inclusive. It's, well, uh, and it, I don't even know if I would go that far. Only about ten percent of the population really gives a shit. Yeah, and and this was the same thing with the split with the Methodist Church is that not very many people cared. And, and also too is uh, when they had the conference when they when they first put down the one the conservatives <clears throat> won the uh, particular the vote. vote. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
a lot of those churches were were African churches where they're very yeah. conservative. Most of the American churches were on the liberal side. Yeah, yeah it but was, they're it in was decline. A, it was a closed vote. Yeah, but they found yeah the 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 about because the, the the trick with this is the Methodist Church takes votes from all over the world. Yeah, the, the uh, world con- it's the conference, world conference in Saint yeah. Louis. Lot, I think it was. Are there a lot of African Methodists? Yeah, I it's on the rise. There. As far as like it's African quite, Christianity goes, a lot of them are Roman Catholic. It's about thirty percent of the Methodist Church yeah. is huh. is African. Wow, yeah, it's actually a pretty that. large number. It, it is. It's rising. I'm, it's the only. I'm that's the only place where the. Uh... <laughs> I learned a lot. Yeah, going through. Is that process. the AME branch? I don't know. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> that's that's too far for me. Yeah, that I don't. <laughs> I'll go back to sing in the corner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you but, get out. Uh, but yeah, I, I when I first when John first presented this uh, this topic, I, I I had a thought about my grandfather who was a Methodist minister. And I just what like what side would he be on? And I know what side he would have been on. He would have been on the the liberal side. That was his that was his thing. He was, yeah. oh, was oh the church is for everybody, you know. That yeah. kind of thing. But, well, honestly, I mean, these days with with declining uh, the religious practices in America, yeah, that I'm uh, perpetuating shouldn't, shouldn't myself. Be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same same here. I don't. I haven't. Well, I went to church on Christmas Eve, but you know they always do practicing a la carte Catholic. I like that phrase. Right, <laughs> no, John, yeah, that's John me. That's a John. Yeah. Yeah, that's In 2019, John I went to church one time. <laughs> that's maybe, one more maybe, than me. Maybe twice. I can't remember. <laughs> but my, my point is, is that shouldn't these churches? They, they really need to be inclusive if they want people to to join. Yeah, and also more to the point, aren't most going to church really isn't so much about learning the the doctrine of the Bible. Isn't it more or less like a social event? That's what it should be. Fellowship. Mean, honestly, yeah. it should be a, a community thing. Yeah. You, know? you have a community A lot of, of places people. it is. Well, that's that's what... So, you know, I want to get onto my, my yeah. feelings on the Methodist Church. Go for it. Uh, obviously, uh, John and I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Catholic Church, very rigid, very ritual-oriented. You mm-hmm. do this thing, you do this thing, you do this thing, you do this thing, and then you get to leave. That's pretty much what it was. In and out in forty-five minutes if you're lucky. Oh no! Oh, well, man. it used to be. Uh, it was always about an hour. And, and, <laughs> yeah. you're, and when you were That's a an kid, typical Catholic experience. <laughs> <in my opinion. laughs> in and out in forty-five minutes. When, yeah. What? What? <laughs> but when you were a, a, a when attack. you're a child, yeah. an hour takes. It's fucking torture. Years. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is years ever. that you're. In I that would that like to point out building. that when we were kids, that guy that we had before he the was. New he guy, was very very. He was an hour. Boring. He was an hour twenty That's, and boring. Yeah, we used to have a, a very very boring priest who would who'd talk very slowly and just take a goddamn long time. He would make a point and then. Sorry for taking the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> would make it again <laughs> and then repeat himself. Right. And he was he was terrible. So when we were kids, we had to go to church for a very long time. And it sucked, and it was it was the same damn thing every week. You go to church to do the same thing every week. When I went to uh, my my wife is she grew up a Methodist, so her family went to a Methodist church. Mm-hmm. We actually got married in the same church that you know because I I don't have a say in that kind of shit. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't it's really her care because you're the it's man, her right? I didn't particularly care either. So we got married in the same Methodist church that yeah, she by... went to as. A, I wasn't going to name the person. But <laughs> He's not listening. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's true. But, yes, yeah, so that's where we got married. And I, and I attended that church you know, a few times with her family. And I actually like the way they do things better than, than, than the Catholics because they have a little bit of the, the, the ritual. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. But there's also more of a community thing. So, like, you would have someone, like, does anyone have any news? And then someone would stand up and say, oh, uh, my daughter is graduating college. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Oh, the joys and concerns. Right. Yeah. And, then, and then someone Standards, would stand up and say, hymns. oh, my, uh, my mother, yeah. she was, just got diagnosed with cancer and if anyone could you know stuff like that like you know 
where we're, we're the, the people are more of the focus and, and what's going on in their lives rather than, oh, we need to do these these yeah. specific yeah. things. The rituals. That, because otherwise God will be mad at us mm-hmm. if we don't do these specific, <laughs> if we don't sing this song <laughs> at this specific time during the Mass, God will be pissed off. <laughs> a, big, a big part of the reason why my family chose to go to the Methodists was because my, my grandfather... They weren't very buoyant. Well, they weren't as buoyant. <laughs> they had less well, No, standards. my grandfather... <laughs> <laughs> loved music. John, you would have gotten along okay, great with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he John was, Wesley was a big. Uh, uh, so, yeah, the, he, and he heard from his best friend that uh, singing, him singing, was a big, big part of of the Methodist experience. Yeah. So that was why he decided to say, "Well, we should be Methodist then, because I'll get to sing." Oh. <laughs> The reasons people choose their uh, yeah I know <laughs> their yeah. spirituality and this was probably right? yeah. that was probably about nineteen twenty. And I have selfish reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing, and, and then so uh, as John mentioned, the 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 pastor mm-hmm. that married my wife and I, he left the church because of the very reasons that we're talking about now. Oh, and yep. that was because of the split when 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 her church decided that they were going to go with the general Methodist consensus, which was to. Uh, not include the LGBTQ mm-hmm. and so on that he decided he didn't want to be part of it anymore. And from what I know, he went he went to some kind of you know like a non-denominational kind of thing where he because he was a great he was He's a, a great unitarian. Pastor. He really was. Yeah. Like whenever I you know I don't well, like, I don't like going to church. You know? I, I know that. Uh, but one of the reasons why I, I I put this to the group is because I remember you telling me about you got this. Witness, uh, you know, be there for one of his last uh, yes. sermons, and that was the thing. Was like this guy, you know, he he was a he was a really great pastor, and you could, you know, I'm not a religious person. I don't really give a shit, <laughs> but I really liked listening to this guy because he, he, he was very positive and and he was very good at what he did, and he was very easy to listen to and understand. And one of the things that he talked about, and one of like John just brought up, was his one of his last sermons that he did at that church. Um, was a message all about inclusivity and he 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 had a couple like different stories about churches who uh one of them was i think it was a church in africa maybe Mm -hmm. where i think some uh like militants could come in and they had surrounded the church and the pastor there said that you know like thank you for coming i'm I'm glad i'm so (laughs) glad that you guys came to to join us for our mass you know, meet people who with guns yeah. who are yeah. there to, to you know, threaten them. To I don't know yeah. about murder, but well, at least threaten them. At least yeah. threaten these people who are in this congregation. And he said, "Thank you for coming. I'm so glad you could join us." <laughs> you know, a, a real message of uh, love and dignity. Love. Exactly, <laughs> a message of, 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 of that, that's certainly a way to disarm people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, mainly, right, yeah. mainly it was a message of inclusivity, and that's what the the Methodist Church has has lost. Well, yeah. I, well, I, I. I See, but the gist that I got from the article is that actually now, from what it looks like, is the ones who are being exclusive, they're the ones who are breaking off. Yeah. They are. It's, oh, so they're the ones that are in the minority. They're, they're, they're in the minority. Yeah, by, as, it, uh, as it typically is, it for all comes down to... For a $25 million dollar payoff. Yeah. <laughs> it comes is, down to, to money and politics, yeah. because the, the, the preponderance of the money in the Methodist church comes from uh, Methodist universities, mm-hmm. which okay. tend to skew pre- liberal. Yes. Yeah, and so the the uh, money is the the most money that comes into the Methodist Church comes from the progressive SMU from football. Yeah. yeah, outside of Liberty University wow. in Lynchburg, you know, yeah. the rest of them are pretty you know sensible. Wow. 
So the the it's more so that the the Methodist Church is kicking out. I don't want to say they're kicking out. No, the it's a buyout. Was, it's a buyout. It's a buyout. It's a buyout. Yeah. yeah. But it's really. I mean, it was a heartbreaking thing for the Methodist because I've been a Methodist yeah. ever since I was a little kid, and it was a heartbreaking thing to go through. Methodist. 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 I'm so proud. <laughs> I think it was baptized as Muggers. I'm not sure. Thuggers. Buggers. Methodist. Bolt. I knew a couple Bulldogs. of those at her church, actually. Uh, a little, little, little Blazing Saddles reference for you. Yeah. I didn't catch that one at first. Well, it it always, it's always nice to do, because that's how John and I formed a friendship, was over Blazing, blazing Saddles. Saddles. Yeah. We just watched that for the first time, not to get off topic. My, my wife had never seen the whole thing. <laughs> oh, my. So oh. It, was, it was on YouTube TV. The this other is not morning. a good year to watch that. And so no. we woke up, and so she was like, yeah, I was like, you've seen Blazing Saddles, right? And she was like, eh, bits and pieces. I was like, you sit the fuck down. <laughs> go get a cup of coffee. We're going to go we're gonna watch this, you Kansas City faggot. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't get it. Was offended. Uh, offended. But, if you're uh, offended by Blazing Saddles and you don't, get oh no, it. yeah, she you loved don't the get movie. it. Yeah, you she don't loved get the it. movie. Okay, good, because my wife no, she did not it. like Blazing Saddles at oh, all. Man, Laura no, she, didn't she, like she it either because you, you see the, the service of Blazing Saddles is quite horrible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But the but the deeper message is, you know, it, it's there. No, I know that my speaking wife. Speaking of inclusivity, right? Yeah, my, right. my wife would not like. My wife would not like Blazing Saddles, and not not for the language or anything like that. It would just because she she because it's a Western. That that would be part of it. Yeah, you're right. That would be part of it, and the other part of it, she's just not into that kind of comedy movie. That's okay. If I showed her any Mel Brooks comedy movie, she'd be sitting there bored. She'd probably Uh, fall asleep. I won't even bother. That that's like the same problem I have with my woman type of humor. All right, I I actually had a further comment (laughs) on the uh, on the Methodist thing. Yeah, is that my wife and I have more or less claimed dual citizenship. We 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 still. We we do the Catholic thing once in a while. We do the Methodist thing once in a while. You know, the Catholics don't like gays either. I know that. Um, <laughs> they, just, they just haven't like they, they don't they don't have enough Jeff? people that do like gays to split off. What they have done is they've chosen because <laughs> they, they all don't like gays. Yeah. Rather than rather than be uh, welcoming, they have chosen just to ignore the whole damn thing. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's that's the Catholic position. Is, uh, that gays yeah, don't you, know, you know what? That's, that's what a lot of countries la, la, do. La, la, I can't hear you. La, la. That's, what the, that's what the Mennonites do. And also a lot of... Uh, what like, they, what the, the attitude now is that, and this is as of... Okay, so my wife converted, even though I tried to talk her out of it, uh, to Catholic before we got married. <laughs> And uh, so I, as a good potential husband, <laughs> I uh, sat in on the classes with her. And uh, the, the Catholic attitude as of 2012, uh, as far as homosexuals go, was was they acknowledge the person but not the behavior. Yeah. So that's that's a little bit better than uh, when we were in um, CCD, which is our Catholic which education. Which is like the, the Catholic version of Sunday school. Yeah. yeah. Learn how to be yeah. Catholic. And I remember being around... Uh, I think it was when we were in eighth grade, and we had a talk, and it was all about sex and stuff like that. The Catholic, nice. the Catholic vision of love. <laughs> it was basically yeah. a series. It, well, it was the Catholic sex education, pretty much. And one of the things that they talked about was that uh, gay people are, it's wrong. Yeah. We were taught that. We were taught that uh, homosexuality is a sin. We were taught that it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Oh, yeah. That's we got literally all what that. they said. <laughs> now, I, I have two things to expand upon a little bit. Uh, one is that the other church that we go to is is Methodist, and she had discovered my wife had grown up evangelical, and that was way too much. Nah. 
This one that we that's go, a hard life. That's <laughs> a hard life. That this one, is. That, the one that we go to uh, every once in a while. It's, it's like super Catholic. <laughs> it is like super Catholic. Uh, it's it's uh, oh, it's oh. it's. There's no comparison. Yeah. The stories yeah, I have we heard. Won't go there. I mean, Catholics look at evangelicals and be like, "Oh my God, you're taking it too far." Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. it's like what they did when they when the Puritans came to Jesus, America. You're painting yeah, exactly. lamb's blood on your door. <laughs> a group of people so uptight. <laughs> the English kicked them out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's a good joke. That's a Robin Williams like joke. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I thought that was yours. So yeah. she had found this this uh, this Methodist church before we had met, and she liked to go there and asked me to go there because it, it matters to her, and so I go. And uh, it's one of those situations like like Jeff has had, where the guy who is in charge there is a quality guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gives a good speech and believes mm-hmm. in human dignity and on all the and all those sort of things. And it's a good way to be. This, actually, it was this, this morning I was talking to her about you know the story that I, I, I forwarded to you guys. She asked the question about, I wonder where this is going to leave that church. And I think the answer for us is obvious, but I don't. It'd be one of those things that I don't want to find out uh, to be not what I expected, you know. Because if you find a quality guy that is going to you know break off with the exclusive. And judging by this, the the words that he has spoken when I was there, um, it's not going to happen. Which well, is that's good. good. Yeah. Now, the the other point I want to make was um, during my wife's conversion period, which took a long goddamn time, <laughs> like thirteen weeks or something like that. I can't remember how many classes we had to go to, to become a Catholic. To become a Catholic, yeah, it's wow. it's a long time. All we had to do was be born. <laughs> I, well, born and baptized, well, and baptized, and confirmed. Uh, the co- the community aspect. Um, so we did the classes where I grew up, uh, not because it was convenient or because we wanted to, but because we got shut out from a place that was you know three doors down from where he lived in Greensburg. Because she didn't fill the paperwork out on time. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and Are you I, kidding me? I know. Paperwork? I've come to a realization when it comes to at least Catholics, and probably applies to any church, really, yeah. is that there are people who care. There's w- bureaucrats and churches. When it comes to... As churches, as, as a, just being a part of a church is declining. There are two kinds of there's church... There's still people who say, you didn't fill out your form, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't be a member of our church but there, who loses you know, 50 people a year. You <laughs> but there are two kinds of church people. Ones that care about, and this comes to like you know, from priests to pastors to even church ladies or church fellows, whoever people, people who care about the rules and people who care about people. Exactly, yeah. and that's what the church and is supposed to be: is people paperwork. who care about people. Yeah. Right. So we did the classes where my wife and I grew up, and that community. You know, we saw these people. You know, once a week, they were beyond welcoming to the point where she got a few friends out of it. And well, that's good. Yeah, and that's what it's supposed to be. That's what these churches are supposed to be like. They're yeah. supposed to be a community of people who care about each other, look out for each other. And usually, and that's, w- and that's what it, that's that's where like the the bullshit comes in, uh, because that's what the the Bible is is all about. You know, if you look, at, well, let's let's stick with New Testament. Right. <laughs> like, was the American Bible. You know what? New Testament <laughs> says, let's love each other and let's be welcoming of each other. And that the was, Old Testament says, don't piss God off. Just, yeah, yeah, the basically. Old Testament is, you, you will get die. fucked up. You're going to get locusts, you're going to get plagues and all that shit. New Testament says, let's love each other and let's be kind to each other and, and, and include each other. Look out for your neighbor and all that shit. I'm actually glad, damn, you, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. And the reason why is because uh, during those classes, somebody else had raised the question, how do you read the Bible? And uh, what they got was start with the Gospels. <laughs> yeah, start with start the, with the Gospels. Start with yeah. start at the, uh, part two. <laughs> start at part two. Yeah, and uh, so like that environment was really good, uh, and so I, I I'm 
I'm glad to speak about it actually, uh, because it, it it's very easy to approach religion with a lot of cynicism because yeah, like, because a lot of yeah. it exists. It, it does. It does a lot exist. of it's justifiable too. Yeah, it, it, of course it is. And the thing is, it really just depends on where you can go, and the individual who's in charge. Yeah. Because I was lucky enough. Other outside of that one really boring guy we had, uh, he was not the type to be you know wagging the finger at people either. He was just boring. He was a nice. He was he was, yeah. he was he was a boring, boring nice guy. He was a boring guy. And then we had a less boring, really nice guy. <laughs> and he was a really nice guy, but he still subscribed. You know, he was the one who he came in during our classes uh, where we were talking the, the sex class, the religious sex class that we were talking about. <laughs> Jesus uh, sex, which was it had to be really embarrassing because one of our friends, if you remember, his mother was the one teaching the class. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah boy, yeah, in there yeah, with yeah. his mother. Teaching the, the Catholic version of, of sex education. And now, I son, I want you to remember <laughs> condoms decrease pleasure. <laughs> condoms uh, not, not allowed. One hundred percent of the time. No, no Catholic condoms. Not not allowed. Actually, believe it or not, that during the uh, conversion classes, that that question was raised. Mm -hmm. Really? By a concerned family member. Uh, husband and wife just got married. They're still in the process of. Uh, process of getting to know each other and they don't want to necessarily have kids yet would that be okay pull out pull no. out <laughs> and the response that they got was i think that's a pretty good reason <laughs> like i said like you know people well, that care about people i mean i yeah. mean that's the problem though is you're, you're talking about one specific member of the catholic church who said that when uh the, the stance of the catholic church as a whole that's not what it is. And, yeah. the, and that's and, the and reason. That, that stance was brought by one specific human being, though, who was just happened to be the most in charge. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's the problem. Because in Africa, where they have AIDS just spreading all over the goddamn place, they won't let them have... The, the Catholic Church says you can't have condoms. Yeah. The Catholic Church says no condoms. Mm. Therefore, the people in Africa who are spreading AIDS all over the place aren't using condoms. And it also doesn't help that several of the African governments actually don't believe AIDS is a mm -hmm. thing. It also yeah. doesn't help that they're kind of ignoring the part of the Catholic doctrine where you're not supposed to have sex outside of marriage <laughs> yeah, pick well, and yeah they're a la carte yeah. they're a la carte exactly yes. we're gonna have sex oh, oh condoms no way yeah yeah imagine that no we'll it's, break it... the <laughs> we'll break one rule but not the <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly not helpfully break the other rule uh, some rules are more important than others there. <laughs> what are you gonna do what are you gonna do yeah, but anyway the point that i was trying to make was this, yes. this this person so we had the we had the boring person in our church the catholic church and then we had a less boring person who seemed like a, a good guy, but he was still, you know, propagating that same Catholic doctrine. Gays are bad. Sex is bad. Everything's bad. Yeah, he did. Don't a touch yeah, your he, dick unless you're taking a piss. Yeah, he, yeah. And even then, you only shake twice. Exactly. <laughs> he, Otherwise, he, you're, uh, you're angering God. He did do that. Him. Jesus <laughs> cries if you shake more than twice. <laughs> However, this individual was the one who married me and my wife. And uh, I got married by a way cooler guy than you. <laughs> I'll agree. <laughs> However, I will tell this story. Now, in Catholics, uh, living together is horribly forbidden. Mm. No, I'm going to take a John approach here and take a piss, and then I'll be back. Mm. All right. Well, uh, you're going to miss the story, so you have to listen to it on the playback. I'll, I'll listen to it from the bathroom. All right. <laughs> Is that uh, we told Shout. we told him that we were living together, and at best, what you can expect is um, mm -mm -mm. A, a, a wag of the finger yeah. and, a, and a pamphlet. Uh, at worst, you can have a guy that will refuse to marry you. Uh, here's what we got. Is that it? Okay, thanks for telling me. You guys are solid people. 
And, and, and you know what? And we went through the same thing. We didn't have to do the ridiculous, you know, whatever, how many yeah. weeks, 13 weeks of no, classes. Th that was a conversion. That was not the, uh, okay. that, that wasn't the marriage class. Right, right. Your marriage class, it was still like over a weekend. That was it? a weekend. So you had a weekend. <laughs> here's, here's what we had. We had a meeting for about a half an hour with this pastor. That's all you need. And <laughs> and, and on the way up there, I'm driving. And, up, and part um, of that meeting was, who should I make the checkout <laughs> to? <laughs> I, I don't think we paid him. Oh, that that oh. night. But anyway, um, so she asked me on the way up, she said, "What are we gonna do?" You know, because we were living together too. Yeah. She said, so? "What are we gonna do when he asks us for, if we're living together?" And I said, "I don't. I'm gonna tell him. Let's say we're living together." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know." And it was the same thing. You know, she was all worried about it. And, and when he asked, so, cause so, right, but, so where are you guys living right now?" I said, "Oh, we're living together." And, and he just said, "Okay, yeah, that, right." That's but common. I don't think you know, Methodists do have it. an official stance on that, like the way the Catholics do. They I don't. No, no. When we went through our. Uh, Premarital counseling, which I just came in from the bathroom, so I'm hoping that I'm, I'm picking this up correctly. <laughs> you are picking up exactly. Yeah, right. right. so we, we, we were on the ball. Didn't miss a goddamn we, beat. We moved on from that. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to the jury, me, Rose. Back, <laughs> back to the Christmas pants. <laughs> <laughs> By but the way, it, John Goodman won the Twitter poll I put up uh, oh, for <laughs> who will play Santa Claus. I'm surprised you got more votes than just us. Oh yeah, we got plenty of votes. <laughs> I didn't even see the thing. Yeah, I put it on, on the Twitter. I put a poll up just to see who would who should play Santa in the Christmas pants, John Goodman or Stephen Root. John Goodman won by one vote. Oh, <laughs> I would I would have voted for it, John Goodman. It was so, a yeah. it was a close one. All right, so Mikey had a point. <laughs> anyway, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. But no, when we we went through premarital counseling, our, our we had been we dated for seven years before we even got engaged and lived together for about six and a half of those, and and our and I remember having this conversation. This goes wait back to something. Minute, uh, you lived together after just six months of dating. Yeah. Wow. No, we we our relationship was kind of crazy. We decided to move to Virginia after being together for like two months. We took a Holy leap of shit. faith, as it were. So, wow. Well, faith uh, is very important in religion. <laughs> <laughs> Why we got married? Because yeah. we got to that point where we were like, we don't really know if we like each other, but God, really, this is like all we got. <laughs> well, but, I guess it's time to settle. Yes, yeah, so it's final time. So it was an economic marriage. There's some yeah, Mikey got a dowry. What was the dowry? Uh, her cat. We uh, joke about this actually that her cat is the dowry to our marriage because I love her cat. He's a dick, but I love her. Or, but I love him. There you go. But no, when we went through premarital counseling, and this goes back to something Jeff said earlier, and I thought it was insightful when it comes to the whole religion thing, is we we were talking to our, our preacher, the guy who married us, who's mm -hmm. a Methodist pastor, and and we made the comment about like living together, and we were like, oh, is he gonna <clears throat> be iffy about this? And so I asked him, I was like, well, what are your thoughts on this? I was like, you know, the homosexuality thing was one thing that we talked about, but I was like, living together is before you're married. Well, because Mike's a homosexual, so you know, well, yeah, that's that's necessary. My wife's topic. actually a, it is you know a trans person, but uh, is a trans. <laughs> she's actually trans Siberian, you know, trans But but so I asked him about this, and his response was, I I don't care. And I, that was just <laughs> no. And seriously, I was like, "Well, is it a sin?" He's like, "I don't care." And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I don't really care." He's like, "Maybe it is, maybe it isn't." He's like, "But you know what? The world's a hell of a lot different than what it was eighteen hundred years ago, and we make it work." And he, and 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 it was a message that I that stuck with me to the, this day. And the reason why I think a lot of churches are dying is because we miss the forest for the trees. And like mm -hmm. you said, yeah, rather mm -hmm. than the mm -hmm. big picture message of love thy neighbor and all that good shit, well, we're like, ah, oh, fucking gays, you know, yeah, shit like that. It was, it was, I don't like him performing the, butt the, sex. Exactly. It makes me feel feelings <laughs> that I buried <laughs> <me down. laughs> 
<laughs> I got a twinge in my <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, if I were in, if, if I were in that position, I would refuse to marry anybody that didn't live together beforehand because I, I think it's necessary. Yeah, he made oh, a comment similar to that. Yeah, yeah. For, for a good marriage, because you have to know. And, know and, other, and the yeah. ones that we know that did not live together before, it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. It's a yeah, bad marriage. It's definitely a good idea. <laughs> is the end yeah. goal to to avoid divorce and live a happy life, or is the end goal to check a couple of boxes? Right. You know, which <laughs> check the, a couple of boxes. What's the important yeah. thing here? Yeah. Well, the important thing. It's a much bigger gamble if you don't live together, because <laughs> then you get used. To, then you find out what other people's habits are yeah and then the important thing is that there there is a bible verse that says that a man shall not lie with a man or else it is an abomination and blah, 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 yeah he blah. leaves his toenails all but over there the isn't bed. one that says yeah. that uh man <laughs> should everywhere. not you know <laughs> fuck children yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not in there so so yeah. that's okay you know. that's leviticus it's not we don't really pay attention it also says you shouldn't eat shellfish in leviticus uh, so, stupidest you know. book of the bible yeah. yeah if you had a poll worst book leviticus now, Job's out. pretty depressing, too. Well, numbers is pretty bad. Job's, <laughs> Job's is one that you can, you can be entertained by. Yeah, Job, you can at least. I love watching this motherfucker it. suffer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I don't get is like the, uh, the, the Mormons and their other, and I'm sure there are other sects that uh, they don't drink Ooh. alcohol. Yeah. And what I don't understand is, is Jesus turned water into wine. Wine. He was cool. Well, it was. It. Mu- yeah. it would be much safer that way at that period. And of time. let's yeah. point out that it was good shit that he made, too. That's also part of the scripture, was that he, uh, you know, usually, usually you give out the bad shit And that first. was one of the miracles. <laughs> one was feeding people, and one was walking on water because he had to save somebody, and he, he raised <laughs> yeah, a man from Peter. the raised <laughs> a man from the dead, <laughs> raised a man from the dead, uh, walk on water to save somebody. Feed people, get them drunk. Feed people, and then get, get them, them drunk. drunk. Actually, get them drunk was his first miracle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then there's the Mormons. They won't drink wine. They won't. They won't drink. They they won't drink caffeine. Bad. They won't even drink caffeine. Even though the Bible says it's okay to drink some, you know, hey, have some wine. Let's point later. out they're super fucking nice. So they got that part down. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They are <laughs> super Joseph nice. Smith. Dum 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 dum. Oh uh, well. I'll, I'll give know. them that. I'll give them the nice part. Yeah. Joseph Smith was a criminal. Oh, so, yeah. Well, a charlatan. Yeah. Well, yeah, so was L. Ron Hubbard and all them other guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say. Well, let's look at the product. Though. Let's look at the product that you know we we got super super nice people. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've not I've not known too many Mormons other than the ones that come to your door and ask you if you're familiar with the Book of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. I've, I've, I've had the, uh, quite a few. Yeah. I've had the Jehovah's Witnesses come to my door before, and they occasionally leave literature. Ah, they're kind of ornery. I got a real quick story (laughs) before we wrap up. Yeah. Uh, My wife's sister, who is one of the most friendly people in the world. Sure. uh, The older one. uh, Was talking about having uh, Jehovah's Witnesses come to her house. Her husband didn't know this because, you know, she's a a stay-at-home mom. And her husband, you know, travels a lot for work. He has a job, you know. (laughs) Well, that, yeah. and And he travels a lot, too. Yeah. But, um. They were talking about the Jehovah's Witnesses, and the husband just goes, oh, we just turned away. And the, my wife's sister goes, oh, no. They come in, and we sing songs together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the most beautiful thing I heard. I fucking love that. Not A, because a because it's just a gesture of friendship, even though the, she's never going to be converted. But mm-hmm. it's just a nice little visit, you know? And the bee that it, it jacked him off. <laughs> you know, what is, is, as an atheist, I once stood on my porch and just talked to the Mormon for like, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. We were just bullshitting. <laughs> like, we're not doing... But like, 
when I was a kid, the best one was my brother Chris and I were outside playing. We were small children at the time, you know, playing as kids do. They came to the door, totally ignored us, by the way. Not very friendly people. Knocked on the door. My dad answers. He said, we're, we're, you know, Mormons, blah, blah, blah. And he says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm Roman Catholic. You have never seen two guys scurry away faster. <laughs> wow. And when my dad said, oh, sorry, we're Roman Catholic, they ran away. <laughs> it was hilarious to me. It was so funny. Oh, see ya, bye. <laughs> Roman Catholic, oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, well, I think that concludes the Gavin About God podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got way more material. Half we got way more material out of that than I thought we would. Religious I knew, discussion. Yeah, well, uh, so, happy with how that uh, went. Uh, as opposed to another yeah. idea. So, uh, <laughs> uh, brother John, brother Mike, brother Lords, and brother Jeff. <laughs> brother Jeff. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye bye. 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 bye.